0: guys and welcome to another episode of well it's actually not an episode of the BaramU you podcast this is another installment of my good friend Paul at the Green Sunrise podcast uh invited me again for a second time uh, over to the Green Room Glasgow that we must give a shout out to Paul does an amazing work there um for another installment of his podcast the the Green Sunrise podcast and We were fortunate enough to have an amazing guest with an amazing story to tell, heart-wrenching, to say the least. Um, Magic Maggie, as she's been uh, aptly named, and a familiar face again in Bob, who we had on on the last show. Um, Honestly, guys, you really need to watch this. Please, please share it out. I think everyone will be touched by something that was mentioned here in this episode. It's sad uh, that it seems like that deadly disease of cancer seems to be touching all our lives in some way. And here we have a, a young woman who just has an amazing outset and outlook at life, but she's had some hard times. And I know we harp on a lot about the NHS and the malpractice and, you know, people not doing their jobs properly. This is a, you know, a typical story that we're hearing far too often and it, it something needs to be done that's for sure now again I don't want to to preach on about how it's the you know the people that work there the staff because you do get amazing people amazing caring workers that that really do take their job seriously but you also get the opposite side and it's those that are letting the team down and and more importantly and from my standpoint, as, as, a, as a conspiracy theorist someone who's into politics and I'm sure you've heard me rant on about the system and the government but this is this is the, this is on them and you've got people's lives at risks at risk and hopefully Maggie has a shot um we, we genuinely believe that she has a great mindset which i think could just be the the thing that saves her um, Her diet's been changed she she already knew the stuff that I was going to tell her And it's just, you know, getting a community of people around her. And that's what Paul's trying to do with his Green Sunrise podcast is get a team of people together that can help each other. Because together we're stronger. I know that's an old cliche saying, but, you know, these people are waking up and they don't know what's happening from one day to the next. And they're being passed from pillar to post and they maybe feel alone but there's so many of us out there that are being, you know, affected by these things, mental health, cancer, you name it, so having a team of people, not only like, guys like Paul and myself and Bob and Maggie now, but other people that might have the answers, you know, people that maybe aren't in the way of putting themselves out there, maybe you don't like to be on camera, you maybe don't want to be you know, seen in that, but you maybe have some advice that is valuable and that's seen you through the tough times. But I think Paul deserves the, all the credit. He really is doing amazing work. He's studying at home at nights. He's doing his diploma. He's reading up on this stuff. It's all, you know, he's doing this on his own, guys. There's no help. And that should be a big wake-up call for, you know, what is the why Why is it on us, I mean we'll do it, you know, when you hear these heartbreaking stories, how can you turn your back on them, but it shouldn't be the case, you know, we pay our taxes, we want the best, we don't, you know, our country is supposed to be the, the great Britain, I don't think it's so great anymore, so guys watch this, Have the, have the tissues ready and let us know in the comments, if you want to be part of green sunrise if you want to come on and share your story if you've got any advice for either you know bob maggie myself paul um cuz everything's welcome you know this is an open platform paul wants to share it with each and every one of you you know my chair isn't safe you know i'm i'm really delighted to help him out you know i'm really enjoying these episodes and and this is an episode that of all the ones i've done i'm so excited to sit down and watch this myself um, and I really hope it, des- it gets the credit and the the, the people it reaches, um, because it, it, it definitely deserves that. So guys, without further ado, here is episode two uh, of the Green Sunrise podcast. Let's meet Maggie.
1: Hi, and welcome to Green Sunrise podcast, brought to you by Paul Charlie Boy Quinn. The mission here at Green Sunrise is simple. We want to empower anyone who is living with mental health needs and step-by-step forward plan towards a brighter future. To improve health and mental well-being and to connect people with every service available. Our main goal is to work with individuals in a dark place, bringing them towards a lighter, brighter future. You are Green Sunrise. Welcome back to Green Sunrise, we are in the Green Room yet again for the second episode from the Green Room, uh, and it's another episode, this episode today is going to be hard to hear for some people, it's quite a quite a heavy story, but we are going to interview Magic, Magic Maggie today, and she has agreed to come into Green Sunrise and talk about her story, uh, like I say, it's going to be hard for some people to hear. But Maggie, Maggie's more than willing to tell the story. She's she's really looking forward to this as well. She, and I've been speaking to Maggie for the last couple of days and, oh my God, she has a massive story. Uh, I, I could probably go plural here, major stories. And I'm just glad that she's wanting to come into the Green Room Glasgow mm. to talk about it. Uh, again, so we've got with us today, we've got uh, Baram Ian from Baram and we've got Bob, who was in the last episode. Y'all know Bob, the Bob, the the master Bob, and obviously we've got Maggie as well. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about her story today. We'll get a wee recap on Bob as well. So I'll probably we'll kick off with that Bob. How have you been since the last episode? Uh, the
2: see what I said the last time about when I was doing this show. Um, Maggie couldn't identify with this. I said I'd be done in a couple of days after us, mate. You, you don't realise it when you're when you're when you're bringing that emotion up, the, the things you don't physically do we there things that go cold that um that's a trigger that's been you know that's it's a triggery what well, I was done in I was sa you. Mm-hmm. you felt as if I'd run a, a marathon do you know mm-hmm. what I mean but the other side of that like you take the medication and all this and you have else see the thing that got me in it and it was a it was a quick slap in it. Mm-hmm. um was when it was edited and you put it through to me I was watching that and Mm -hmm. big dafty with the pink headers sitting talking, right? Did you see it? But it was somebody else telling me a story, Mm -hmm. and I resonated with everything that that guy, who was obviously me, was telling me. That picked me up because all I have been doing, I shared this to you ladies, to to get an understanding that BPD, the UPD, the ladies got the BPD thing and all that the learning thing was mm-hmm. i have done nothing but absorb myself in youtube not so much what the healthcare professionals are talking about more so about we yourself yourself the your own personal testimony of how it affects you that was i have picked so much off of that right. that again is a version of this yeah. if that was known that media platform there like this has been, in, why are we sitting at 370? So I so just
1: about to say that. So, we're, we're sitting at 307 views or something as of today, and uh, we've got 29 subscribers. So, my, my subscribers list is like more than doubled because I've only just started with obviously YouTube. Uh, so would anybody watching this please, please subscribe to the channel. We're trying to build this community, not just a channel, we're building a community. Green Sunrise is collaborative thoughts, connection with people we talk we speak about loneliness which we're going to cover today as well and the fact that there's people out there who are in a dark place the whole point of green sunrise was to mm-hmm. pull people at a dark place and collaborate with ideas and connect and and obviously help each other out and when we do that these things you can only
0: have positive things from that mm-hmm.
1: uh ian what about yourself what do you, you make of the first
0: uh, i wanted to say that i do remember checking up on you bob after that chat and i'm glad to hear that um, you know the it basically it ties into what we're saying that talking is therapy and you watching oh, yeah, the conversation mate. back helped you and that's what we're trying to do like talking today it's Maggie's turn um, and leaving episodes online which is a great thing it's a great tool podcasting yeah. and, and to be able to watch them back and take whatever you can from it that's, that's amazing so I'm glad you, you mentioned it, it,
2: that see the funny thing about it yeah it was me it was talking right we were we were present we were the and you'll yeah. get this i know you will though. that i was listening to like somebody i was watching on youtube if yeah. you know what i mean uh-huh. i was listening to a stranger yeah mm-hmm. it was me it was my voice but everything they were talking about
3: yeah.
2: i was mm-hmm. processing it better <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it sounds it sounds crazy then mm-hmm. do you know what yeah. i mean
3: yeah. but
2: it sounds daft but everything mm-hmm. that i heard there and this is what i hope we you know more so yeah. with the feedback for what we've done yeah. the feedback it has got to come for the day uh, that I hoped it was one person that listened mm-hmm. I listened yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. me speaking Yeah, it's not you play I've listened to it a dozen times anyway. mm-hmm. and I keep it's like watching a movie again I, yeah. your favourite movie you always keep getting another wee bit full I think yeah. and um, it, it, it struck a chord with me yeah. it took me about for for fifth time to watch it mm. that actually it raised a tear in me yeah. i have no grip for months mm-hmm. and i thought wow and then i could trace back to i seen where trauma was in my childhood i've seen it i spoke about the good upbringing and stuff like that but you could actually see the emotional side of that mm. that it has we magic Maggie, and i spoke about earlier on there the last hour or so that is your trigger mm. that is the yeah. thing you don't notice it because you're living at a time when it's not till you get to this stage to yeah. well, make you swap art and stuff that you mm-hmm. you see it. But i tell you the the there's powerful stuff coming today here. Yeah. Um I'm um I've not any apprehension about it. It's it's gonna be stuff that we're all gonna get upset about. Yeah. But the message that's gonna put out today is just mm-hmm. an well, extension of your mental health as well,
1: yeah. It, I think and Maggie won't she won't mind me saying uh before we come in. Uh, there was tears before we came in, darling, wasn't there? No, there was. So you've been very nervous about this, but I've said to you, I said to you, we don't need to do this. We can keep it. We can just keep it as we can build up to it. But uh, you, you're, you want to tell your story, don't you?
4: No, I was really excited to be asked, actually, and quite grateful for it. Um, I'm a nervous person, obviously, but there's so much to tell that I think, no, even just targeting one. Audience, right. it's targeting so many yep. because there's so much, looks so different. Medical stuff, you know, just there's a lot that's
1: happened. Yeah, there's a lot. I, so, the, the, I suppose uh, now we're We said we'd start late, didn't we? We'll talk about uh, we'll, we'll start with now you've got three kids, your 29 year old girl from hometown. Uh, you've got a story to tell. Uh, but one of the things you were telling me when we were talking the last couple of days, you have a a wee friend called Stormy. Yes. Okay. Right, can you explain who Stormy is?
4: Stormy is my bearded dragon who is about 18 inches right now and she's only two. Are so
2: you
4: joking, I one No, this is my second one. You're <laughs> joking, No, but this one's going to outlive me this time, so I'll <laughs> no, need oh, somebody. <laughs> no, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I that's <know>.
2: crazy.
4: <laughs> so if you want not mate,
2: already, honestly, you know what I used to do? It used to crawl up here, mate, see when I shaved, mm-hmm. like this morning? I used to sit in my head. Cause yeah. of the
4: heat, didn't ah. She doesn't go in her like her tank. She'll She'll sleep under my neck. And it spreads True.
2: out.
1: Somebody says, "Is that you are here?" I said, "Make out, girl." You know what I mean? Do you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> it spreads out for heat. But oh, i haven't got a blade. She was so called on.
4: So we That's we stormy, but you so you had a, you had a wee bearded
1: dragon before that. What was uh, what was the name of that one? Spike. Spike. So mm-hmm. spike. So this one's a
4: female. So was, how long have you had that for? How long have you had, uh, had her for sorry. Hi, I got her. Just once I get out of the beats Right, okay. I think they it was reason. more for company as well. Yeah. Because I was yeah. in the house all, yeah. like all, all the time yeah. myself. So are you
2: feeding a doll the locust?
4: Well, she has lettuce and stuff like that, and her crickets are just a treat.
2: But mm. I, I need to jump into a wee story here, right? I the might get crucified. I am the person, right? <laughs> <laughs> that when I was in Edinburgh, Help helped my wee mate, at a dentist, went into pets at home to sell the locusts. She, she was big at the time, so I thought I'll feed her the big locusts. Oh, you better bugger! I can't help it. You know we spoke about this impulsivity, and that madness. So we stopped at the Marks and Spencers petrol station across the road for Ingleson. Do you yeah. know that? And the mate because of say, if you come to my door, I'm the guy that done it. No, I've right? nothing to lose. I put one in my I put one in the hand. Me, and my wee mate, right? My wee mate, Tam, and he's like, oh, God, So we get up, and it was a fresh foot, and the fresh. Punch. Shh, oh no. Yeah, i did honestly. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine somebody me in there to grab the last bit of messages for the pasta dish or the soup, mate? you there's know, there's bouncing about as this big locust. Honestly, mate, oh, it's terrible what I've done, mate. But I can't help it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I know, mate. I just had to feed her a coffee or something like that.
1: Uh, uh, but you, you say that you, just, you need to watch because. They end up having diarrhoea. Diarrhoea,
4: aye. Too many crickets and <laughs> they oh, just no. shit everywhere. And especially <laughs> because like, she doesn't sleep in her tank. Oh, no, no, she doesn't get too many You crickets. don't want a bit I of
1: diarrhoea in your neck, darling. No, no, no. Guilty, I don't. Had it, you know what I'm saying. Right, so, so, so tell me, right, wait, so tell, can you tell me a wee bit about your growing up and stuff like that? Whereabouts? Obviously from Holytown. Um, Have you been Holytown um, your whole life?
4: Uh, I, um, stayed in Larkhall as well. Um, stayed, and Saint Halloween while right? oh, as yeah. well. Um and then back to Hawtown. Um like still Mother area. Aye, aye. Um I don't know. How did
1: you find it? Because like, you've always been there, I suppose you've I've always been. I don't
4: I, everybody knows everybody there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But sometimes yeah. that's not necessarily a good thing. Aye. Like everybody knows well, you're finding out your business, do you know what I mean?
2: We got brought up, a, a mail male feature in that village mentality thing mm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. spoke about it see if you ever called at one end of the street. see if you can't get this to uh, that I just grew di-
4: arms and legs you, it I think the story
2: you're dead being your own Aye. <laughs> Aye. I did Are walk I walked in I walked in I was 10 years Chinese ago I have been in there mm. for 6 years she walked in she's oh, <laughs> I thought you were dead I went surprise <laughs> 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 that's what it's like you went to them yeah. So
4: alright
1: tell me about your kids then
4: is um,
1: that ok to ask
4: I'd rather know. No, that's fine. Is, Is that, that right? No, that's just fine, of cause... course.
1: No, that's fine. No, I didn't know that's fine. That's, but like I say, we can, we can edit it out, no worries at all. Uh, right, so where are you just now? What's happening in your life? What, tell me which story. How, where do you want to start the story? Um. I know you said to me, God, I don't you know it's what I'm A, a ton of beans, right? Um, just what you, you know, got what today.
2: Maggie, what you spoke about, Paul, Disney came out in any other done so you, mm-hmm. this is just about where you were at, where you've been at, where we spoke about, you know, you've, your BPD thing, we've got some of that and the psychosis thing, all that madness it gets to you. But mm-hmm. that's you. That's you. you have turned in, at, do you know what I mean? In a good way.
4: Well, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression for the age of 12, mm-hmm. um, put on Prozac at 13. And since then... Um, I was always on antidepressants and anxiety medication but it wasn't until about six years five years ago now that I was diagnosed with the BPD schizophrenia um, they said that I had went undiagnosed for quite some time
2: C30 it picked up with that at such a young age mm-hmm. which is really alarming obviously mm, if you yeah. market events and stuff and then Something in that service is, is, something's been missing and lacked mm. in it. Do you find that what, almost what 10-year gap
3: mm.
2: or more to, to get to that stage? Mm. I, I know that it's
1: new to people and stuff, it was new to me, but... Were, were you getting the answers? The, the, the answers that you wanted straight away or was it um, taking a while? It was... I've
4: had a psychiatrist for the age of 12. Right. Um... But I got a new CPN, and it was actually her that had diagnosed me with BPD. But before that, I had felt extremely unwell. Mm -hmm. And I knew it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like hallucinations, like hearing stuff. Um, I think the CIA and stuff are following me. As I've said, I can laugh about it now, but that day, I 100% believed it. I thought my Nana crying, that CIA is following me. I, I, I parked at Liddell's and I did not move there for for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a build-up of stuff and then the hallucinations get really, really bad and that's when I phoned my psychiatrist and I was like, I need to get into the hospital I'm like, I'm really not well. Mm-hmm. I see there's something really, really wrong. And that's when I was first put into ward one mm-hmm. and she came out and visited me and stuff and that's when I was diagnosed with a BPD and schizophrenia. Right, right. Yeah. So... Um, but as soon as we got like the medication stuff sorted out, um, I was able to manage that. Mm-hmm. Like the every day was a great day. There, it's never going to be like that. Um, no, especially
1: BPD, of course.
4: Mm-mm. But I found what they were giving me was far too high a dose as well. Like with the quetiapine, which is obviously an antipsychotic.
1: So sorry, what's that again? What's that called?
4: Quetiapine.
1: Mm-hmm. Quetiapine. Do you know that Bob? Yeah, I was on that, Tommy. you not well?
2: No, so? Didn't like it. Didn't agree with Bob and Tommy. I was on that uh, melanzapine in the hospital back June and on. Right.
4: I'm on the mirtazapine as well, that,
2: you know? I can mask that dog. I think my body grew out the tolerance yet. Yeah. I was, the other dog that got a thipine, the olanzapine, I thought it was making me worse. Mm-hmm. I thought it was making me halluc- my hallucinate states. Come on. I
4: yeah. thought as well, because they had me away up at 600 milligrams a day. Oh, well, No, I couldn't, eat, like, I took it the, like, see, they've tried to build up, but it's even with 100 milligrams. I feel like a zombie, so what I've done was for years and I've only just recently found out that I've been taking a 100mg like 50 in the morning and 50 at night mm-hmm. rather than taking the full 600
2: And how have you found
4: that? I've managed it myself, that's what I mean, I feel like I've
2: I've come offy. Um I've come down off my veniflexine, i am seeing this on the air without my DP because yep. I asked my psychologist oh, you know about this, that oh, I'm what my meds teams, I've talked about this is the last time so that pachydia, it's me. She's not coming down because I'm taking something that I didn't think is working. You think the meds is not working? That's actually when it is working, but my moods worse. Mm-hmm. The auditory stuff, the visual stuff—you see, you hear—the moods jump up and down, all that stuff wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I'm, th- I'm trying. I was trying. I'm trying to prove a point to go back and See, look, no. it's not working. But I'm. I'm not going against it. I've asked you <laughs> to work with me on this. Yeah, it's. It's right. a it's a lottery. A, the medication, isn't it? That's, oh, that's
1: something it works, some it doesn't. He? That's a thing. So, were you aware of the fact that you had to work with them, or were you able to work with them? Was it was it a case of that? I didn't
4: work with like my GPs or anything because no. I just I, I have no faith in the G, my my own GP, yeah. and okay. they know that um that's how they don't even deal what, with me. They'll
2: well, send that. What, what experiences caused that? Right? Why you for your GP that doing in relationship
4: with you? My mum first. And then obviously me with the cancer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I tried to phone name every day. But I was in Michigan General as well for the first right, three kingdom, months. Right. and my body was telling me that it was cervical cancer, mm-hmm. but they weren't believing me. They were laughing in my face when I was saying that. Yeah. No, they scanned me as yeah. well, we see where my coil was, but my body as well was gonna into every day. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't figure it out, but they kept discharging me. Ten times they discharged me, and every time I kept walking right back round to A&E. and you didn't ever
2: scream down your I, ears to you tell them? So me?
4: it was a doctor that went to take my coil out. That She couldn't tell me at the time, but it was two weeks after that, she took a biopsy, and it was her that came and told me that I had cervical cancer. And she said that when she went to take my coil out, that she could see the cancer growing out the way. She looked back on the scans mm-hmm. that were took to see when my coil was and she says that the tumours were unmissable.
0: So
1: you, anger sets in, didn't it?
4: It did, I. It really did. It because did. they let my mum down first. Yeah. Of and
1: course. they've let me down. Yeah,
2: of course. Do you know um, you, you, sorry, you see that there is it rose and me? But, do you get you screaming down their face, you're presenting all the you're on the phone or the thing you them? Know? What does it take? I know my own body I know my own health to a degree I've not had a camera that can see inside me Mm -hmm. but you you knew didn't you I just knew knew, and you were you were doing everything about putting a a a viral marker on it saying that's what's
3: right
4: Mm. you know I was telling them it was like contractions as well that I was having Mm. so my body was in labour every day they were having to just fill me right up with morphine just to they were doing that for a week and then try to discharge me but I wasn't having it because as soon as I was let go I was just walking right back down to uni because I knew there was something seriously wrong.
2: But see, the, the morphine does help with the pain, right? Mm-hmm. I've been on it, but what it does is I don't like things like that cause it inhibits. I can't judge myself if you know what I mean. You can't judge your pain. For if you, if you're at your facing pain or the meds or something like yeah. that, or the pain or something that inhibits the way you think.
4: See, that's what they'll say to me though. That I've got a really high tolerance, like for yeah, everything. Like they'll okay. say that they've given me enough to knock an elephant out but i'll still be sitting there wide awake
2: thanks for that bro I i, 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 mate, mate, I get that i'm going to get three jags at a dentist i'm going to get three local anesthetics. Yeah. Mm. it's just maybe i don't know if it's that the way your emotions work to that tolerance because we spoke about it earlier on i asked you i wanted to know if you had that did you miss did you have that lack of fear if you don't mean that emotion of fear wasn't there, for at a young age because mm.
4: i just wanted to know if it was needed for me no i have put myself and that's what i learned as well once i was diagnosed with the BPD, that i would put myself in either really toxic or dangerous situations and um, mm. i don't know if it was for a thrill uh, i actually think it was for a thrill um but i had no fear i had no fear mm. dying until i was diagnosed with cancer do
3: you think
2: that we're looking at that. Do you think that's that link, that neurological link that you see, that your body's built that resistance mm-hmm. from to pain?
4: Probably. Right. No,
2: not just uh, physical pain. It's the they that not physically, emotionally cannot be anywhere.
0: You know what I mean, though. Just to jump in here a little bit, and this is just my thoughts, and nah, nah, then nah, I've learned that. But I often think that, like the adrenaline rush that you've often spoken about, you need to seek, and you've just touched on air. Would it be and I'm just guessing here because I reckon like your backgrounds and that, but see, like when you're young and you're seeing crazy behavior in the home or even out with the home that your friends and family and that, that you believe that's normal behavior. If your mum and dad's fighting all the time, you think that is normal. So when you get older, you're always seeking arguments, toxic behavior, thrills, rushes, the monkey that you're seeing that it. as normal and normal life is boring. But I've, and,
2: I've when I was growing up, I never seen what that life was, Is was different. Ah, you just yeah. went with you were done what you were told, you You know, yeah. stepped out of line. You, mm-hmm. The behaviour that we spoke about, that madness, I didn't yeah. think it was any different. Yeah. Yeah. you that crazy well, edge on
4: you. I, like, I seen a lot for a very young age. Yeah. I mean, my mum and dad oh. um, were both on drugs at the time. Um, mm-hmm. They were really young when they had me as well. My mum was only 16. Mm-hmm. Um. But so my nana brought me up for quite mm-hmm. a period of time um, and she had to put up a lot of shit and I think that is what it is like um, I don't know like I've got abandonment issues and all that which I found out about which is another symptom in me like I would I would cause problems in past relationships before anything could happen I think it was that like way to protect myself yeah. Yeah. Uh, type of thing before yeah. anything could Mm-hmm. you know um, they could abandon me or hurt me mm-hmm. i just put up this wall and then walk everybody mm-hmm. out
1: mm-hmm. Let, let's go back a wee bit for uh, a wee tiny bit or so see when you how long was it how long was the diagnosis from when you actually got the diagnosis of bpd and schizophrenia right when did you actually find out that you had cervical cancer
4: uh, i found that out in january
1: so how long was that from the time from when you
4: Four
1: years. Was it four years? hmm But you knew, you, you thought you, you you had it before that, you had cancer before that. So, so I
4: went for my smear test.
1: The smear test.
4: And it came back with abnormal cells. Right. Um, so it was meant to be followed up with a biopsy. Mm-hmm. Nothing came in, like a letter or anything. So I would phone my doctor, we'll send you one out, right, okay. Second time I phoned, said the same. Third time I phoned and that was the final time I phoned because there, was like, there mm-hmm. must not be much wrong if there are no... Ah. taking this further yeah so it was about a year after that when i ended up in the serious pain that i was yeah. and i knew where it was straight yeah.
3: away
2: maggie see see the man, we you here man see see the thing we that we spoke about just with your diagnosis here your your emotions deal with things or, or any use that we get do you know what i mean mm. um Obviously, even before you came here the day in the run up to this last night and I haven't haven't gone through your head. What we're speaking about, we're not speaking about all that stuff, the nerves and nothing else. It's about you, it's true life, it's us. It's us We speak about. We kinda lie what's happened to you still. Mm-hmm. But I know that how hard it is for me to, to deal with simple wee things that set my triggers off. The story that you you divulged to me this morning, whatever you going to speak about in the next hour or so. How you deal with that way? How's your BP dealing deal with that dog?
4: Um, Some days it does Disney. It. Oh, mate. But everybody will say, I don't understand how you're dealing with it so well. And the thing is, I don't think I'm in because mm-hmm. I don't think I believe it myself yet.
1: So do you, do you think you're putting a face on? Oh, I like I would to the mask.
4: It would just roll off the tongue and everybody would be like that. Like, see, especially because it wasn't found till stage three. Everybody will tiptoe around about the question, but everybody wants to know.
3: Yeah. How long have you got?
4: Yeah. And I make jokes and all that. Like my fucking bearded dragons got out like me and stuff. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know how else to date. No, like do with it. set for well, comedy in front of other people. The
2: thing, you, know, you, you, you protect yourself, your sense of humor.
4: But when I'm myself, I'm just really, really low. I'll turn off my phone. I don't want to speak. to end yeah, yeah. I'll just.
1: So when I contacted you, I didn't know anything about your story, right? And it, uh, so I I, I was going through my Facebook uh, and, I, and I thought, and I just came across your, po- your posts and it was all like post- positive posts. And it was all the kind of post- posts that I would kind of do on Facebook. And I thought, I said, there's something about this. I said, I'm going to ask you if you wanted to come on the podcast. Just, I actually wanted you to come on as a co-host. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. to join it, like Bob and, and and Ian. I thought, I'll just ask her to come on. She said, is this because, I've, you said to me, is it because I've got several? Co- I said, no, I did not even know. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked and saw so said, obviously I read the article. It was on the Daily Record of this year. Mm-hmm. It was March of this year, wasn't it?
3: Yeah.
1: And I was like, "Wow, I just didn't know." So that, da- so Dappy has been a, has been involved with obviously uh, with the big massive donations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a wee bit about, about that?
4: Um, I've loved end up. I started loving end up I think, for you. I was like age thirteen, uh-huh. and then um, I properly met him the first time, I think that was about six years ago, and then every year since. Um yeah, broken. And we would message back and forward, and you know he's such a incredibly talented but so humble guy, like such a humble guy. Um, And then actually was down at London a couple of weeks ago, um, videoing for his new new song that's out, Lingo. Yeah, Lingo. And it was crazy because I was lining up fans and stuff like that, and then I was with his personal assistant round the back at the secret location. And in my outside, I need to remain like all cool and calm. But inside, I'm fucking screaming like <laughs> that thirteen year old wee still, Do you know what I mean? And it's it's crazy. But he he just donated. He found out what had happened, and he donated towards the mm. RS oil. Wow. Um, RS oil. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that is it Rick Simpson oil or something like that? Is that what it's called? Aye. The Rick Simpson oil.
4: Aye. It's um. It's incredibly strong. Yeah. But I've read loads of positives uh reviews about it and stuff mm-hmm. um even people for the beats in like doctors and nurses were really interested about it mm-hmm. this mm-hmm.
2: this was new to me to you to talk to, to the, 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 the article alo- right? about your own story mm-hmm. again i said paul send me a wee link so that i'm kind trying to try and get up to speed with, with that well it's something new they don't want to sign half on it they know oh but no you, you can you tell me from your point of view the knowledge you know but before i dive in more
3: it it's um.
4: extracted from the root of the cannabis plant right mm-hmm. it's like tar basically and you're meant to build up like a tolerance for it because it is like, so strong but um it would help it helps the stuff like you see like dementia or psoriasis so the- i think there's nothing that it doesn't help with do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like my papa's been going to had been going to the hospital for like like you know, laser treatment that because his psoriasis was that bad. I I, I rubbed some of it on with, like, say, like plain uh, cream, rubbed mm-hmm. it, mixed it in together. I put it on his hands and see the next day, like, they were nowhere near as red oh. or itchy Aye. and bleeding and stuff oh. like that. You, so Just like
1: kind a miracle, kind of?
2: Aye, mm-hmm. it well, does. Well, but all men it's oranges is what drives your plants, doesn't it? Aye,
1: of, of course. I've not come to
2: that, but again, it's what we spoke about around in the cafe there,
3: mm-hmm.
2: about your cancer. Mm-hmm. And you, I see there is a cure for cancer. People might be listening to us. It works with us, right? And I'm just putting out there, and you agreed with me, darling. Okay. We spoke about this last time mate, it. There's more money in prevention than there is in cure. But you're talking about you're talking about somebody's life, yeah. No, Do no. you, you know what I mean, darling? You're, you're a mum. You, you're you're only really young. You've got it all in front of you, and you're setting people balancing up a budget against that.
3: Yeah.
2: You could be the breakthrough, there could be something in your genetic biological makeup that could be the answer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mate, we, we could get into this for hours, man, it's just... Oh, no, I'd uh, smear my but, neck of the but woods, when you're, you're sitting with it, you're sitting living it and you're, you're sitting with yourself in the room, it's just... Mm-hmm. You get the anger when it comes to the tap of it. but that's not going to cure in It's not going to cure anything. And, and, uh, Jimmy Paul came the other day there. And, Magic magic, not meant to be magic magic because you're amazing, you don't even know it pal, that you can get to hear the day pal. That I say to you, I say don't you get into this, and you says it's no curable. We don't know when it's going to be in a year's time, we don't know what people's attitudes are going mm-hmm. to change in a year's time. Yeah. But you, of what you've personally told me just this morning, though. If you can stand I told you outside that the fall five feet to you, the nonsense of you that you're still standing up tall. See the times that we've crumbled, we've all crumbled mind and you thought I'm no dangerous anyway. Mm. And I'm just taking easy road out. That people don't understand about that that thought of suicide, you think know, I'm getting out of here. That whatever you've come through, the the admiration that I've got for somebody that's that's been in that position quite a lot of times that I'm doing alright pal. When I see wee magic my standing up tall in front of me today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a medicine that's doing that, it's you. It's no, that it's I that totally world power that you've got to come no, was... over that adversity. Of everything. Because let's take away the cancer the new. With that there which has put affecting your life. That what you've came through now, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, all that now. You Know and I know you shouldn't have been here. We know that mm-hmm. we, we can easily hit that self destruct button, but you're here. Mm-hmm. That adversity alone and that sheer is a as a, a human being, the survival instinct is this. It, it's we know it. Yeah. It just that message you know, to everybody today is mm-hmm. wow, man, it's this breathtaking, wow. And you've got to take on board. How far you going at your resilience and your strength, and it's hard for people, isn't it, to to understand what you've came through?
4: Aye, yeah, because this is like far too much to tell by all the details. But I there is a log. lot. But um, hundred
2: more episodes if you want.
1: <laughs> so what 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 would you say? What's your what's your go to? So when you which can you explain a wee bit about your daily habits and what gets you through? If... Well, I
4: have like three months. Ago, I was still bedridden even mm. after I got out of the beating. Right. So I still couldn't really move out of bed or anything unless it was for the toilet, and mm. even then it was directly across from my room. And yeah. It was so I've had to do that myself because I feel like once I get out, I was basically just left there just to get on with it. Yeah. And so I have I've done it myself.
1: Was there any kind of support, the extra support that you that you can point at? <sighs>
4: Only until um, a couple weeks ago when I was back in Ward One again. Right. I just wasn't feeling good. hmm was um, any follow up care. Is there any nurses coming out see you? No. Is that I don't
2: know. I am ignorant to <sighs> this. Is there's some things that's called as a package of care and stuff like that. Was that no place for you that like I don't I, I don't know. I'm ignorant to this mm. that through the cancer thing that there's nurses come in, there's specialists um Community nurses or something comes in, yeah, like a follow
1: up.
4: Well, that's what you'd think, especially because, see, while I was in the Beats and all that time, yeah, I needed blood every day, I needed foods every day because I'm anemic as well, so my blood's already like really low iron and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so even since I've been released for the beach, I've ended up in Wishaw like so many times, like even. I was only in there last week right. and that was because my bladder's three times the size where it yeah. should be, which has been caused by the radiotherapy as yeah. well. So there's all these side effects and stuff, but it was only until within last week where I said, like, obviously I have no support. They said that they were going to reach out to St Maggie's to contact me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I don't know if they're actually do because I don't believe a word Wish General says, to be honest.
1: Uh, have you had the choice The Joes? Yeah, Joes. Uh, thingy, so Joe's is about cervical cancer and stuff like that. And but supposedly, they, so I, I found this off a, a nurse that I was talking to, and she said that Joe's is a really good app, but it's a really good organization. So obviously, I'll put you in touch with that anyway. But I, I, I just thought that you would have these or have all this Who, different people to go to right, the house who's you? Who you, just me, just herself it, And it, you're at like, you're like this, I
2: don't know, earlier
1: really stages,
2: you're and you've gone through all that, you come back in the house, and it's a It's a marathon just to get to the toilet, Mark. Besides you, you're tiny.
3: Um,
2: District
0: nurses are about the street all the time,
2: aren't they? you always seen them about the time. Is is this doing the money or something? What's going on here? Uh,
0: It's something that, I I mean, this could go easily into me ranting about the NHS and all that stuff. We all could do it. We've all been touched by it. My... I've got a little story to tell my, my grandad who's like my dad, I was brought up by my grandparents as mm-hmm. well. He was diagnosed with cancer in 2017 in the November and passed away in the April, just ravished him, And he was a big guy and he was like a rake and but he gave up. And that's something I want to say, your outset, your look in life, your positivity might just help you again. Cause I've heard that as well. The, the, the power of the mind, the of the brain, but he yeah. just gave up. He wasn't eating meals doing to him and he would just look at it and give up and go through, sit in his chair. And to me, I think that sped up the process. I know a lot of people believe in that, uh, but it's, it's, it's easy to bash on the NHS and I do all the time on my podcast, I talk about them all the time. I think it's, it, but we also need to say there are people doing their job, but that's exactly what they're doing. Maybe that's the wrong thing to do. They're, they're following protocols, they're being told what to do and their hands are tied, maybe, so...
2: But you train for seven years or so on to be a GP Mm -hmm. or a surgeon, or Mm do you know any specialist? You do your four years, five years, I think it is, with a degree to do Mm -hmm. your nurses. Mm -hmm. How many nurses have left the NHS because they're not getting a chance to do their jobs? That's what they train for. There is a level these people that's tied with funding, right, Mm -hmm. at that level. But come on here. No. We're talking about people's lives here, we're talking about the public yeah. are quick enough to put a pound in, innit? not they? Yeah. The cancer dishes, we already runs through it, we already sponsors it for it. Mm-hmm. But they're happy with you then, aren't The more you feed into
4: it. I think a huge problem for me as well was before my diagnosis, it's like every day there would be two different doctors. So you would have to retell all your symptoms right through to yeah. the start. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it would be two different other doctors and I'm like, I'm having to go through all this mm-hmm. again. And it's like there's no communication mm-hmm. at all.
2: You do prefer that like your one C P N, your one doctor, your one your one, one cancer specialist
4: uh,
3: to
2: build the rapport. With. You, uh, you've got to feel comfortable. with them. You're handing yourself over. It, I mean, that's
4: you. how my C P N done a lot more for me than what anybody else did. You're them mm-hmm.
2: for that. Do you know what
4: I mean? Um, but that's they're not consistent, and that's what they were saying as well. they are way to five months for a hormone tablet because obviously mm-hmm. some of the procedures i've had have caused me to go through early menopause so i've been going on at them about a hormone tablet and mm-hmm. there's wishy general saying no the beats no gay yet the beats and are saying no wishy general get yet mm-hmm. then they're saying no your doctor will so it's gone between so the three
3: days
4: and i'm mm-hmm. like you see just it, it wasn't until there when i was back in wishy general i says right. i'm not even here afoot it right. because i couldn't sleep but i was sweating for you probably.
2: Do you know yeah, what I mean? for that.
3: And
4: that's when that's when I finally got to it. And sometimes it no man, I don't know. I don't think there's people there doing that job for the right reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. Maggie I just picked up Sonny and you agree with us. Do you think sometimes that as a culture we don't shout loud enough? Mm-hmm. You just sit back and listen because you're
1: handing yourself over to these people. Well I think the louder you shout the more you look what a maniac. Yeah, see, I that's
4: where I was put. Because I had a screamed scream last week and I said, I need to shave my fucking hair and eyebrows <laughs> off before you treat me like a cancer patient. Yeah. And they just all stood and looked at each other and had nothing to say. And that's who
2: you're feeling inside all. Year
4: I, were. You're, you're, pardon the pun, but you're like, go we'll your from zero yeah. to 100, like 100 really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's because with that hospital, because they let me down so badly, mm-hmm. I don't even want to be put there. But that's mm-hmm. where I'm taking to because it's the closest one to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Unless I'm an, an impatient at the in, then, then that's the only way I'll really get to the beatson. You mm-hmm. had
2: mentioned oh, policies to you earlier prior to meeting you that I asked you this morning. How many times was it that you had presented yourself to the impal before that? So
1: they kept discharging you, didn't they? Aye. How many times was that? Like Seven times or something like you said to me?
4: I think it was around about ten. But ten? Out of the three that I did go home, but this other seven, I walked right back with well, TNA. And
1: you were
2: constantly telling them the exact same thing, how your body was feeling?
4: Contractions, it was like labour every day because my tumours were that big, they were crushing my uterus. So my uterus thought it was in labour, it was contracting.
2: It's, it's a no process elimination? Yeah. That you, you, you did this, you test, you roll it out, you do the next
4: thing? I, I w- see, even before that, like the year before that, I was telling them how much blood loss I had. Like, I was bleeding through two big maxi pads right through my clothes and everything, so I couldn't even get out anymore because of how bad the blood was and the size of the clots and the stuff. And my, my GP, to, oh, I don't know what that could be. I'm saying, it's I fucking wow, know what I <laughs> How do you know? Wow, wow, do you know what I mean? Wow, so wow. they just, I felt like I wasn't listening to. They're saying that because of the, I wasn't invited back for a biopsy, I was lost in the system due to COVID. I don't know how much longer they can keep blaming COVID.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want, to, well, they, they want to Put it on something else.
4: But for them, they'll not get see when they go home, they only think about me when they go home. No, yeah. Um I've got three kids that I need to think about. Now I'm mm-hmm. thinking about who's gonna look after them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna miss everything, I'm gonna miss them growing up. Do you know what I mean? There is
2: there is good, really good doctors. There is really good nurses. You've loved you're living with them in the beach Oh you aye. see the, 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 these nurses in here. And we can speak in general about mace nurse nurses here. Damn. Um, and there is good GPs, there is good surgeons, nurse, but that's done to
1: being a, being a compassionate mm. human being, is Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me about the Beetham? Obviously, how the Beetham was, but this obviously the nurses and doctors. How they, were they?
4: They were totally amazing. Aye, I, I mean even like those people that volunteer there as well that even after you get treatment and chemo on stuff they'll come up and give you a massage or do your hair like uh, if you still have they'll make wigs and stuff as well do you know what I mean yeah. they're amazing like I, while I was in there actually I actually applied for my nursing course I gave them my open statement like statement I told them where I was I told them what cancer I had and all that and I got accepted my right. health took a dip so I couldn't but see when I phoned them crying saying that I basically could make it they told me that they would keep my place home for next year
2: wow and this Maggie is obviously because you you were sitting here and living that experience it's living and I'm... you watched the the difference you were making with you you thought no i'm, I'm doing that mm-hmm. but that's the thing that that Ian's talked about that you've not gave up mm-hmm. they've told you that what what the you get what is this is terminal it's going to be terminal aye but you've there's testimonies in this worldwide that people have Switched herself onto this in the mind, mm-hmm. uh, right? It, just put it out. He's healed this Yeah. The attitude that I've met with you three, four hours ago, we we physically met, Paul, has blew me away. That I I know how much, that I know when people and other people deal with things on a personal basis have to, all that finavia, the what what you've got, Paul, is 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 that it's the hat after that, you're, I'm. I'm the right you have. I'm not right you have to. All. And, and the, the doctors, the GPs, the surgeons, and all this shouldn't it be. Because see the nurses that's in the beach, pal. It's not, I'll tell you, they'll, 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 I hope they all respond to this. It's not about money with them. No, it's, it's not. It's not, not it's they they
4: actually care. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there was one nurse one night because I was in, this was before my procedures, I was still in that like labour pain. And she was crying to me she says, I feel like I'm not helping you. I feel like there's nothing I can do for you. And um, it was the way they were that made me just wish I was doing that type of job. I wouldn't even want paid for it. I, just...
1: I remember you said so. Me and you spoke about it. So, you did tell me you were, you were helping out. Was this in the beach and that you were helping out? Was this the other? No, was this was Wishaw. So, you were helping out because you've seen gaps for it, for for example, right? So, those people weren't being tended to. Aye. And you actually went to tend as a patient. You went out of the ward and you tended to
4: them? Aye. Can you tell me a wee bit about that? Um there was an older guy called Benny who clearly needed a carer. I mean, I was making his tea, his breakfast, helping him get dressed his mm. shoe, everything. Mm. And I took him under my wing and I just looked after him and it's like the nurses knew, they would say to me, Oh, you, this is the type of job you should be in Aye. and I was thinking to myself, You fucking should do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you
1: think they're understaffed?
4: Oh, I don't even think that. I think some of them in there just cannot be bothered. And no. some of them do. Don't get me wrong. There mm. is some of them really want to help. But there was also a complaint I put in as well because there was a man who they kept in the room the full time. He didn't get out to the day room or anything. He couldn't walk. So they left him sitting in his chair. Now, he st- his door was open. He flung his water, right? But mm. it was out of pure well, of course, anger, anger, right? Of course. So I heard the nurse saying to him, you're a fucking animal, you're a horrible, horrible man. So I walked right into that room, I says, don't you fucking speak to him. Like that? I says, if you don't want to do this job, I says, you don't do it. Mm-hmm. I said, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I took over. Wow. I sat that man back down in his chair, cause she had tell the nurse to leave him standing, ho- ho- holding onto the Aye. table, you no, know? And I was like, that's not happening. So I helped him back down onto his chair, and I cuddled him, mm-hmm. and he burst out crying, he went, I haven't had a hug since I've been in here. And do you know, that's all I needed. Aye. See, just to be spoken to, like, a human being. Yeah, like, there's so Aye. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people that think, you, you they think you wore one, they think, like, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So and it's lately. not... So it's bad. like, there's <laughs> so many normal people there. I mean, I was oh in gosh. there, and it kept, keep myself busy. I would help everybody. Three people actually left when I discharged myself because yep. they didn't feel that like they would cope if mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Um. So a lot of them I keep in touch with as well. See,
1: when you discharge yourself... Was it out of the fact that you were only getting... Why, why did you discharge yourself?
4: I myself because I'll tell you the real reason. This one lady came in and she, was, she actually scared me. No many people scared me, right? Uh. So, But what she'd say was when somebody had mentioned about my cancer, she went, oh, I wish I had the worst fucking cancer in the world. And I was like, I need to go or else I'm going to murder uh, you her. Need to your, <laughs> <Right>? You need <laughs> to bite your tongue. I had to leave because... Right. My temper can go fade
3: Zero to Aye.
4: Zero so decision. I had to leave. Mm-hmm. Aye. But see, even though I was in a couple of weeks ago at Wishaw with my bladder, obviously, the issues my bladder, mm-hmm. I was still going down to Ward 1 and visiting everybody and talking to them. Aye. And I, I mean, I could hardly walk back, like, but two you, weeks ago.
2: you automatically have done that unconsciously, straight away.
4: Oh, I, I feel like... Is I you... think I've always been the type of person that I think they can fix people or right help everybody. I think...
2: Mm-hmm. But you think I can relate to that, that... There's that bit in your subconscious that is that because you find at one point that you felt as if you were left. Oh. Hey. You didn't you didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Nobody noticed me.
4: I, nee help, no. Hey. Cause there was so. a young lassie who I'd only known like a day and a half before I discharged myself. And I could see that um she was a self harmer, which I had been through for the age I mm-hmm. told you at a young age, like eight, I think. Yeah. Um so I just I just she wouldn't speak to him the That that day I just took her away and spoke to her. Mm-hmm. Um then when I was feeding Benny his breakfast, that was older guy, I turned round, let like my legs let like my leg go do that. No. Like when I'm nervous and yep. anxious. But see when I done that, I turned round and I seen her leg was doing that. Right. So I don't, it's as if I just sensed it. And I
1: took her in
4: her room and she only knew me that day and a half and she was crying when I was leaving, she didn't want me to leave. She said as well which she didn't think she would cope if I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But that, two weeks after that, when I was took back in myself, I just, I dragged myself down back down to Ward 1 and visited wow. them. She, when I walked in, she burst out crying and just hugged oh, me. Darling. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That, that
2: go back to you, shows the strength of your well-power and character, Paul, because you explained your 15 minutes ago the effort it was when you were coming to the hospital to get yourself even to the bathroom, yeah. which is free here to that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were in that environment, it's that I can't leave that person feeling like that. Mm-hmm. You, you see, I dragged myself. No. Nanny's in this room will no, except you, Paul, wh- wh- what it's took for you to do that. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to be that person sitting there with when me. When no. The, 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 the sad thing about this, Paul, is the nurses in your ward, the ones that do so, so much, can extend, most, get so frustrated with the rest of the nursing mm-hmm. staff and the NHS that. That they must think, can you not just let me do my job here? Mm-hmm. Waiting times, ambulance sitting for six, mm-hmm. seven hours when they know that they could rattle through fifty, yeah. sixty patients in an hour. You're yeah. not sitting there. You're going do and doing that job, and and you're unconsciously taking a burden off of you, the nursing mm-hmm. staff there.
3: and oh, They I...
2: just thought you're going through, what you're going through, and mostly face with your fifty face with the reality. Yeah. You just put yourself aside, didn't you? And you do to make sure that somebody else just again, that cuddle. Aye, nice. It means the world to that person. It and they'll never forget you for that. He'll never do.
4: No, he actually thought I was a nurse. Yep. So he
2: did.
4: He thought I was a nurse. He asked me because the next day when I was going back in and checking him, he was he said to me, You're a nurse, aren't you? I said, No. I said, I'm a patient. It meant, wow. So I was like, No my patient. You do. Know. I
1: get that for you. You can feel it. Can mm. you 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 feel
2: like but Maggie mm. says to his son, he says it with magic when we go to your house and so yeah, on. He walked out the door. He's, he's done any he shows that badges like bad. Lass, the last two girls didn't thought we were pre-Scotland. <laughs> uh, and there it, she's out like there she's she's, to carry on again, you know what I mean? I still don't know what I said to because the police have been here so many uh, <laughs> times. <laughs> they've got a house across the road,
4: aren't they? You know what I mean? She's mm. like,
2: invited to buy their weddings, I mean, that much. <laughs> <laughs> you walked out the door, and the first thing Paul done was give you a hug, and then I says, "Come here, do you want to shake my hand?" I says, "Good, here, give you a cuddle," and you says, says, "Oh, you, you like that? Some people are not like that. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: some people I, like I'm that." A, a I do all
2: the time. You hug everybody. We done it the first Aye. time you mate. It's what you need
4: mm-hmm. because
2: Aye. you, you need that, don't you? And Aye. you done it to that guy, and you says, "The well, only person that's in here." Aye.
4: A simple hug. Do you know the thing is as well? He, it's a very long day in there, right? Yeah. And that man's stuck in that chair in there every day with no TV or nothing.
1: No TV yeah. No
4: TV or nothing. And they shut the door over because he shouts all the time. But it's because he's been left in he's, there. yep. And there was one um, nurse who is actually like from the university. who really made a great effort with him. His name mm-hmm. is Adam. Mm-hmm. He sat, like, he kneeled at him. He saw, like spoke yep. softly. Like, spoke to him like a human being. Yep, which he Aye, aye, exactly. And
2: do you, you obviously seen a complete flip in his the way he addressed people for the person it was left.
4: That's because of the way that those nurses they were on the night shift. Those nurses and they couldn't be bought. I mean, it's mm-hmm. because the he, the way he flung the water, the bed and all that had got wet. So it was as if it was too much. ass sort of put yeah. one sheet over that blow up mattress that we have in there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just the way she spoke to him, calling my him fucking animal. I was like. That's not on, I'm, and, I'm not having that.
2: And sitting in a night shift, maybe sitting out in the nursing station for an hour. I'm I'm not saying they've done that, but what I'm saying is rather than sitting 15 minutes talking to you guys, you look, what's making you feel like this?
4: What you have to do as well is like see if you're needing something like get like you get your PRN, let's like, see like um medication. You have line, Aye, yeah. like you have to keep going back, and reminding them and remind, and it's like. It's not as if you're rushing about. You're sitting there in your mm-hmm. arse, under mm-hmm. with your cake and your mm-hmm. coffee. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like so. I know. P- <laughs> I know. But
3: if,
2: if PRM for people who don't know, it's medication. It's as required. required when, you're, um, when you're in the hospital, when you're when you're, when you're in psychiatric hospital, especially in the wards, that they they tell you to try A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked about the cold the cold grass in the morning right. i took cold showers no because somebody tell me because i've done that for when i went away in early, doing cold surfaces
3: mm-hmm.
2: i went out and just had taken myself i do the cold air in mm-hmm. all these things in this nurse says, to me, I says can i have my prn it was whatever. no they're doing the, they're doing the changeover i says i know but you're still you're, you're right still up to here dead. can i have it yeah. no you need to try this I says. but i have tried it and see that thing that we talk about the anger that building up that you've got to keep a poison kettle in it and keep a lid on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, and I go to stage, mate, that I ran in and in, right into the meeting. And I see look, and it blew up. See later on that night I was standing with two um fire extensions yeah. and this big nurse jumps in front of me like haggard. And I says you take one step mate mate that's your left eyeball and that's your right. I mean that's wrong mate. But uh, I, uh, I was uh, you know this mate you get beyond that stage it there's ration
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I, I was I was taught in a camp Right I was mm-hmm. talking in a calm manner, I was talking like this, you know what I mean, I was, I was keeping myself calm for by the incisors running like a steam engine on it, mm-hmm. and you don't, I never asked, sometimes I didn't ask for it because I yeah. thought no, it's not always the answer, I can try and get myself out of this situation, mm-hmm. which I did, but it's, I know Paul, it is frustrating when you say you're sitting there doing that, and, mm-hmm. but what they do there is, sometimes they put you in the same class, you see the other patients that are kicking off, mm-hmm. I'm no one of the people, you've only one of the people kicking off. Mm-hmm. Nobody just kicks off
3: mm-hmm.
2: for a reason.
4: No, we need to be pushed, I think, and mm. I think already, because that almost let me down so badly. When it came to people like that who couldn't they really speak up for themselves, like that man,
0: mm. like
4: they had no patience. Like the, the older guy that I like, basically cared for the full time there as well, Um, once you get to know him, you could understand a bit more about I kicked off one day because they gave him diazepam right before he was going out for dinner with his family. For a, he had a day passed, mm. and he just fell asleep. So they had to phone and cancel. And what they've done that, just to keep him quiet, just because sometimes it would be a bit...
2: Exciting I, stuff. but the thing is, you don't maybe realise sometimes, I know it can, it can trigger things inside you, but that's probably an environment that it may be a wee bit high to start with, but um, that's when he probably feels it most.
4: Um. When I first went there as well, he had a zimmer all the time. But then soon I, I got to the point where I was taking him up for fresh air and we didn't need the zimmer. Because no. I actually said, stop giving him that diazepam through yeah. the day and just making him pass it. Because like, he doesn't need it. No.
2: He doesn't need it. Again, it's back to what you spoke about the other bit of medication. That you you medicated that much.
4: There's so many nurses that would just pop <laughs> when I walked mm. by just in case I said something. But I, I just didn't like the way some of them were treated at mm. all.
3: But it's, it, See when,
2: mine we spoke about earlier about in a CESA 4, bit. I've asked them not oh, to treat me like a number of statistic. I was I'm very acutely aware of my mental health. but There's times that I'm, I'm lost that. thing the the, the auditing visual hallucinations come in and you see at the CIA and all this, it's so real
3: mm-hmm.
2: that you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm aware of how I'm aware, you're fully aware of you. See when you, Maggie, were getting into that, Constantly getting in there all the time and getting popped out of the door, popped out the door and screaming at and bar telling them, Look, I know what it is exactly. Chief, is. the way you were, you personally felt, and you get to make this connection and tell us, everybody here, how you felt getting treated as a human being there compared to when you went into the beach and in the care you got and attention, how you felt then.
4: The care and you know, all that was totally different. I mean, I know. I end up knowing all the nurses' names, like all the nurses know me. I know the doctors and stuff. You know, you you had you have your own like consultant as well. No, I I didn't really see her to be honest. She's just the one that gives like tells you your results. Mm-hmm. I mean, my results rolled off her tongue, and it was like right when you go. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I have to say. But see the nurses and doctors, they were all amazing, totally amazing. Actually, then why I leave,
3: you
2: well, we know that. See, if you had been first or second time and the first time presented yourself it in at the hospital these GPs it popped you out the door. See if they had listened to you in, in hotel and huddled on you. See with the B P T thing with your emotions, you obviously would have emotionally dealt with that in oh, a far better place. This
4: is the thing as well That, that must have to triggered me. so
2: much in you, Paul.
4: Sometimes my mental health would be blamed for some of the symptoms I had. Let's like, see mm. the tiredness and like mm. um my mood obviously but I'm like, that doesn't explain that. How many
2: times did that trigger schizophrenic episodes in you?
4: A lot. A lot. So much so that it broke up a relationship that I really, really mm-hmm. cared about. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it was because he had his own issues as well. I had mine. And that was like my child, like my teenage love yep. up until right. a couple of year ago.
2: years ago. What we, we could call your first big love in it. Aye. No, no, no. Well, the only to be honest. The person that took your heart, stole your no. heart. No. You
4: and I still blame, because that was a lot to deal with at the start of my BPD diagnosis. And, um, and it is. But a nightmare. Mm-hmm.
2: But that factor there hasn't help.
4: No, but then when he had his own issues as well, t- the two, I is,
1: two the two fight together. Is, it's a bad combination. Course, course. combination
2: I mean. it's, the tri- it's the trigger thing in it, and, oh, right. and we we need to learn to, We need to learn how how to deal with that. And the biggest trait is the, the, the emotional thing. But that it shows you how simple that, that seed was planted there
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then emotionally rolled on to where you, where you dealt with that. And mm-hmm. that alone is is went for one thing. It's triggered one thing. Yeah. This gets 30 episodes to, to your BPD, to the emotions, to the breakdown relationship, to the stage that you've then lost the person you love, which then puts you way back again. Mm-hmm. So it's one step forward and 20 steps okay. back
4: into it.
2: And who's to pick up the carnage?
1: You?
4: Me.
2: Right.
1: So, so let's, talk about, let's talk about the... I don't know if we can talk about coping mechanisms, right? Or treatments that you would get from... So obviously they would advise. So when you were leaving the beatson for example, right, what advice or what treatment plan were you given? Was there any at all, or did you just leave the, beach in, and the beach in
4: and that was it? Left the in and that was it. Um
1: So you I, had to find your own coping mechanisms then, didn't you?
4: Well, I was bedridden for the first couple of months. Do you know what I mean? So I, I could then. And I was quite on a lot of heavy medication as well. So I slept a lot. Yeah. I did. And mm-hmm. then for then, I had to just start. ...teaching myself to go up and down the stairs more, like... ...and see, even after just getting up and down the stairs once... Yeah. ...I've been knackered and I sleep for two hours... ...but I've got to the point now where I'm... ...I'm able to walk... ...like, outside my front door... ...and up round the corner... ...and mm-hmm. back... ...and my, I have muscle deterioration as well... Yeah, ...so nice. it affects me... ...like, my, my joints and bones are all sore... ...obviously because of the menopause too... ...so I'm constantly eating... ...but I need to keep pushing myself because... The way I was at the beginning, why I was so stiff and couldn't move is because I lay in that bed at the beatson for so long. Um so I didn't want to go back the way. Mm-hmm. So I kept mm-hmm. I kept pushing myself. Right. Even you, days that I didn't want to, I don't do know. You're
2: sitting here with a, a package of care. No. Uh, you you explained to us how much your bladder was retaining.
4: It's mm-hmm.
3: three
2: times the size it's went. If it's retained that much fluid in it, you've got to crawl through here to there in agony to get it. Spaced out your tights. Mm. Periods of time that you've maybe been sleeping for what three, and four years, and mm. your bladder should have been emptying itself.
4: All right, well, they didn't pick that up until a couple of weeks ago when I went to Wishaw and they gave me a CT scan first again. I said, I need a catheter. And I said that the first day, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until the fifth mm-hmm. day they were like, No, you need a catheter. I said,
3: No, that
2: reacts to that. Reach havoc and the they, there's there's will go the same yourself soft yeah. esophagus and that they, they see the muscles that contract you mm-hmm. hold the toilet in mm-hmm. that starts making it loses that elasticity. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Alright, it doesn't help. You're gonna be we're gonna be peeing ourselves with accident. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? How how can you retain holding that much fluid in? Uh, when you're spaced out your tits
4: no they found out as well that week now I had been in a ward that was like with other women and stuff and it was until the 4th or 5th day they were like oh we need to put into your own room I'm like why? they were like you've got group A strep now I had group B strep when I was pregnant mm-hmm. um, my first but I hadn't heard of group A strep now that's been caused as well by an infection by the radiotherapy so
2: True magnets Paul tell me what that is
4: it's like really bad bacteria that can be really really dangerous mm-hmm. and i'm not meant to be near anybody else so see when they took the swabs like the first day i kept asking like did my swabs come back because i thought one of my tumors was ruptured because right. i was leaking mm-hmm. and i was like um that's no nice at all so i made them t- take swabs it was my idea again i was like, you need to take swabs of that and I kept asking every day, and then it wasn't until the four or fifty. They're like, "No, she shouldn't have be been with anybody else. She's got group A strep." I'm like, "I did that. Like,
0: you should
4: be isolated, sort of thing." I yeah. so for the, the last like five days after that, I was isolated. Mm-hmm. Are, you,
0: are so... you going home and learning about what your condition is? And I've had, is that how you know this? Stuff I have to
4: your... like uh. I didn't know about the group A strep, but I had a feeling with my bladder because I was pe- like while I was in the toilet i was sitting there and i was it was really really painful right. and then it was like i was passing clots as well mm-hmm. through my urine mm-hmm. which was really sore to pass yeah so when i went up to fisher general they done a ct scan first and then they done an mri they should have just done an mri first because mm-hmm. why waste money on a ct and then know they're gonna have to end up taking an mri yeah. anyway
3: nice.
4: um that's when they noticed they're like your bladders three times the size it is it's got gas in it and mm-hmm. i'm like i I didn't even know what I meant. They didn't tell me what it meant. I had to go and look it up for myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. right, so that's why that's like that. Right, okay. It's still like that now. That's how I ended up back in there last week. Mm-hmm. And they basically sent me home again with pain relief. I got them to take me off the morphine and stuff, though, because I wasn't using it anyway. It didn't, morphine doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I just get such a high tolerance. So she was telling me, but these medications are stronger the ones you're already on I'm going I know but you're not listening my body's different mm-hmm. everybody's yep. body's different so this is all I say now to everybody it's like you just you know your own body you, you listen to it yeah
2: of course you do but it gets to the stage where no um, we're no versed up in that information mm-hmm. you know what I mean? there's an extent it comes yeah. to you saying that you sending a patient hey mate, that's, that's been hot with this news mm-hmm. that has got a history of mental health Horrendous mental health and everything else that goes along with it and you're sent to him with medication that that drunks you mm-hmm. up and you used to sit and research your in where, yep. was right? where was the information where was the follow up coming in for your team mm-hmm. to you come in to say look right okay talk sit you down and talk to this kid Cause mm-hmm. I know where my own head, you know where your own head with the, this thing, that you don't retain that information, pump, mm-hmm. it lasts as quick as a drip coming out of tap, uh, really? and, it, and you're not retaining that information there, you've got to come home and your emotions are going about like a blender pal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and they're expecting you to sit and give yourself self-therapy, give yourself medication, mm-hmm. and get yourself back on your feet, that's a Oh man, that be that be amuses me. It it, it does feel. But how do you you gotta tell me how you feel about that?
4: I think that's one of the reasons why I keep myself busy, like try to help other people as well, through my own life experiences. And I think it takes see when I'm helping somebody, I'm a Maggie with a cancer uh, anywhere. I'm just Maggie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm normal, I feel normal. But yeah. Am I yeah, yeah. I, no, I everybody yeah, no. has bad days, but this is this is what really annoys me as well. See once your mental health, you've been diagnosed, then everything's about it's it's all your mental health's fault. See somebody that isn't diagnosed with the same stuff as me, they could be going through the exact same symptoms. Like I remember like times I would get so angry or upset and, and like depressed or, and it's where I, I, I admitted to my CPN uh, back then at the weekend to get myself up and moving, I would take coke when I didn't have my kids. And that was so I could do housework and just get my let my body up and moving.
2: That was your coke
4: mechanism. Coke yeah. mechanism, uh-huh. But to this day, if I admitted that even at Wisher General was saying last week, um I have an addictive personality. I wasn't addicted. I didn't need to tell my CPN that, mm-hmm. but it's still casted up to this day because I've said that. Mm-hmm. But part so, of the
2: treaty BPD is they, they tell you you've got an addictive personality, and automatically they say that 85% of people will turn to substances, alcohol, or mm-hmm. But that is no, that's part of an addictive. Yeah. You could have compulsivity, you could have the shop addiction. See, remember?
4: I did have that as well. Like, I would spend spe- this was even before I would diagnose CDPD. Oh,
2: addictive behavior is something that we're dealing with to actually numb ourselves from mm-hmm. the the reality that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: happened.
2: <Did, laughs> she she your age, Paul, did, did you get if you were young with your mental health, Paul, did you get the with, did you have um psychiatrist, psychologists? Did, did you get that? Did that follow you right through your adolescent years onwards?
4: Right up until before I was diagnosed with my cancer, that's when I still had my psychiatrist.
1: Are you still seeing
4: them? No.
1: So, but you had your psychiatrist at the age of twelve. Yep. Wow, man.
2: So, why are you not seeing them now,
1: pal?
4: Well, this is another thing that they're they're trying to get me. They well, they said they were going to. The Fisher General said they were going to get my CPN and send my letter out. I've still not seen them. Let's see, that woman that was that met me in the hospital um, a couple of weeks ago, who I a good, right? because I was telling her I didn't want to be in my tazepine anymore because I didn't like it made me feel and stuff like that. And also, I told her that I was only taking 100 milligrams of tazepine. They the themselves the first night I was there because they gave me the full 600 and my heart rate dipped so low that they had to put the alarm on and everything. doesn't help you, fuck. It
2: makes you go the opposite way.
4: You no. Know? But I said to them the next day, I said I already told you I was only taking a hundred, mm-hmm. but because it was they, they, they was just I'm not on my own body. But you monitored yourself over that length
2: of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I've done it. I've done it. I know. I know what you're saying, Paul, but you can't just flip that with your medicine.
4: No.
1: So this is where the anger comes in. It obviously you're going to be really angry about this. So who who do you think's to blame for them not picking up the phone, or do you think it's just a case of they they're. they're Are you taking it personal? You'll be taking this personal, won't you, obviously? Taking it personal. As in, do you think, because you've had a wee fallout, well, a a massive fallout with them, do you think that they're no contacting you because of that? Or do you think there's something else? My own
4: GP will not contact me now because, see, after I get diagnosed, see that doctor that I kept phoning every day? I went right through her. I says, this is your fucking fault. I says, I'm in this state because of you. I says, I gave you all my symptoms, but you didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I fucking knew what it was. Yeah. How did you know? And she put that, she says, hold on a minute. And she went away and she started laughing with her colleague and I could hear her. Now at the time I said to her, I said, I've just recorded you laughing at me. And she went, I wasn't. I said, I've got you on record. I said, you were.
1: I said, this is funny. i so fucking angry. Oh, I did.
4: Mm-hmm. So she when I was meant to go for my bloods to be took down there. They sent the district nurse to my house. That was only that one time. And that was before I was going for my MRI for my results, mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. they came on stuff. So but no, they don't they don't contact me.
2: My, I'm gonna ask you a question that I know this man that left him He's trapped me, sing me in singing his face and he's drawn his breath to see his <laughs> name. <laughs> um That that G P sorry has to there's a has to be a level of accountability mm-hmm. here for this. Um and I need to ask you because this, this is only magnets here. Um and if there's a million people hopefully are listening in this are going to ask the same questions I know you're thinking D- do you think Maggie that if they had picked up on this at very very early stage mm-hmm. through being into the, now been in the beats in their care that if that was caught I was reading up this this morning of people that's come stage 3 that's through early indication mm-hmm. there's women there's that's been a lot further down as testimony I'll put on this link on you testimony that they're here they have beat it but do you think that the early indication, if it had been picked up, well, or was your cancer different to that? I don't no. know.
4: Um, about a year and a half before I was even diagnosed, obviously, I went for a smear because I hadn't bled for the coils put in, which right. was nearly three years. Right. So I knew all this was right. abnormal. Just, uh, so so then it came back with abnormal cells. It should have been, like a biopsy should have been done, but mm-hmm. it was never done so it could have been prevented and that's a standard practice uh, it could have been prevented well, see,
0: see on that a uh, little story again my, my grandma's just gone through a she had a tumor growing here and she got it removed and the whole process was like over a year long and the only reason she got seen eventually was because she threatened to go private private phoned her up and says we'll get you in on the monday this was like the thursday we'll get you in on the monday Cost it'll cost you three grand so she phoned up the NHS and told them, see your, see your appointment that you've gave me for three months time. Now this thing was, I mean, cool. gruesome, but it was, it was, well, we think it was cancerous. Mm-hmm. Um, they then got her in the next week. So the private said Monday, They said, right. Okay. We can get you in on a Wednesday. So it's all about persistence. Like you're doing the right thing, but it's sad. It's sad that if you've got the money, you know that stuff and, and that's a sad reality you know you know, that, that's,
2: how, that's... how many people do you know the name is it? going doing private health care because yeah but, but right, even, yeah. even that
0: is a and i know it's not it's not like you're going through it when i take that away but like is there any like you were saying a bit held accountability is there any compensation i know i me, have been
4: told even by the doctors that had uh-huh. found the cancer uh-huh. that worked at wishy general to uh-huh. take it further the beatson told oh, me to take I. it further yeah, you know, um, because they said that especially because these scans were took uh-huh. from McCoil that the tumours were unmissable. Mm-hmm. So I don't
2: you, know if this has just been an individual GP or whatever the case be, right? But there needs to be uh, across that board. and then there needs to be that information. How many? How many we magic maggies are they going to take to yeah. that? Somebody yeah. says right. We need to put this information here there's a flaw there's a chink in the, the armor here mm-hmm. we need to put this information down through yeah. the gps into so seminar the or again. something or a learning thing or something as i know they've got a lot on we know that mm-hmm. right and it's a lot to take in mm-hmm. but we kind of keep this this so, looking
1: through the, the so what, what has to what because obviously we mean you spoke about it on the phone before right so what what has to happen for us if we can do it we need to try and help you get to the the right people to contact now, there's one thing I notice off the side. Your car as well, you can't pick up your car. You don't know your car as well. Your car's been uplifted. So we're going to try and find out. We're going to help out where your car is as well. We'll try and get that sorted. But for this, you need help because you've not got enough strength to do this yourself. No chance, do not there, no? No. So you want us to give you help with that, to get you this... Because I know Bob will be right on this. Yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> is that,
2: is uh, red, all I see. that we stopped the red on it? The symbol for the only thing I that the first thing I see is
1: um.
2: Twenty four hours of the time for you, Paul? Because I, yeah. I know it'd be late like to get a phone call. And I see, you don't sit there greeting him. Pick yeah. the phone up. <clears throat> if I've got to stop and do what I done and put myself at the back of the queue like you done to make sure that that guy's all right. Yeah. Because I know he's out. You, I know how you feel to do it, but we shouldn't need to. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. We we'll know the train. So the, I
1: think the whole point is we, we as well. We, we. The whole point, and I started Green Sun. We started Green Sunrise together, right? And the Green Sunrise was all about collecting other people and services. Me linking you with other services now. You, you like me with services, but the whole point is we need to now get into a room together and say, right, what is it you need to find out? Who is it you need to touch? Because you can't do this yourself, Mm -hmm. and I don't imagine you would be able to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So we need to. That's your new account with us, right? And you, we are now going to be on your side. Now we spoke about, what we're going to speak about now, and I don't want to obviously disengage from that, that situation, but we're going to speak a bit about, we've got plenty of time here. Loneliness, right? Now the loneliness, have you always, if, if, has the loneliness got worse since your problems started?
4: I say the loneliness was worse for the cancer, because right. obviously being in hospital for such a long period of time, mm-hmm. I don't see you really speak to anybody. And some friends were scared to come because they were scared what they were gonna see. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the the state I went in like getting in the way. But uh I remember my two friends came up, um, and I met them at the elevator. I was waiting at the elevator and he stepped out and he took a step back and went, What the fuck? And he went, I was expecting you to look totally ill. I said, uh. Well, when they wanted to be here a couple months ago, mm-hmm. but I made a big massive change. But even since getting home um there's one friend that i can go to that i can properly rely on uh, and it's mary and jordan um mary obviously has her own family her own yeah. life and stuff like that but she's she's always there um she has bpd the same as me right we actually met because i found out she had went with my ex so oh, we were <laughs> fight. really fighting and everything but, but then when i found out um, but she was going through and stuff, that, and then we obviously found out we had the same illnesses, a lot of same childhood experiences yeah. and stuff like that. We yeah. just totally connected. Um, and yeah. she's been a great help for me. Uh, but as I says, I don't like asking. No. anything So this
1: is what we speak about all the time, right? We speak about you. You have to be a pain in our ass. No. To to you need to be shouting out, and if you don't shout, you don't get. It. And I think I've spoken about it. If you sometimes you shout, you look like a maniac. We don't care if you look like a maniac. You need to ask and you need to keep reaching out because we're going to help you. We're going to help you 100%. We're going to help you when we can. Obviously, if we can, he'll always be there. Bob says he's there 24 hours. He's no, (laughs) there 24 hours. He will be there. Bob knows this because Bob's got to deal with his own stuff as well.
2: Where's the breakdown here, right? That all these facilities
1: were running fine, Mm
2: -hmm. weren't they? Mm -hmm. All these therapies, all these appointments, the GPs, things, everything else, before this crap COVID appeared. Um, But... He's, they were they were they were making appointments to have six seven o'clock at night. Mate, to get the waiting list tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you went into A and You sat for two years, three years with the waiting list, mate. Mm-hmm. There's, an there's a friend of mine's an ambulance driver, mate, and gave it up to go to the department because he sat for a twelve years shift. He sat for ten years. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have signed up, and his ambulance couldn't go to somebody else because he was sitting on the waiting list, mate. Mm-hmm. You, you can't run an any with two people. You've know yeah. still got to hear the same amount. Of, in the psychiatric world, you've still got to hear the same amount of people because the nurses are watching Some you yeah. still got to run the place. These facilities can still run, mm-hmm. but the, the, at a different level, the big thumbs coming down into oh, me right. and putting the pressure mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. It's people's lives that are over
0: here. I know. I, I was always going to jump in and say, like, even in my line of all of our lines of work, there's people that I mean, I've gone into jobs and been promised this and the next thing. I and mean, when you don't get it, I, I don't care as much. Like, you go and you're keen, and that's probably what you're experiencing with the keen uh, nurses and that. It beats in that they're, they're still keen and they're caring and they're good people, but then on the other side, you've got people who don't care, they've, they've, their passion's gone out the job, plus the other side of you know, it sticking up for them a little bit is. When they're getting the money, they're all minimum wage. The government's giving them a clap on a Thursday night instead of putting an extra Nine. pound in their pocket. But the difference is, when I don't do my job right, maybe I, I do a weld a job right, it gets re-, re can But when they don't do their job right, there's people's lives at risk. Yeah, And that's the difference. And, and again, I just want to say, like we're, we're kind of seen as if we're beating these nurses up in it's snake because there awesome. are some really good, as you've said, but the ones that aren't are the ones that, and this is the stuff I again to tie back. This is the stuff I rant about a lot. is It's socialism, socialized healthcare. There, the doctors are getting their same wages regardless whether they do a good job or a bad job. So that breeds lack of care. Like you, you know, you're going to work, you're seeing the same people five minutes every appointment, and then you're going home and you're still getting the same amount of money. There's no na- back in my great granny's day. She says that home doctors has come and knock your door and see if you're all right mm-hmm. The care mm-hmm. and that's gone and, and that's what one? That
2: they have been they're getting a, they're getting the wind took at them ain't they yeah that buffoon mm-hmm. that ran the country in mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. stood outside number 10 and we all done it mm-hmm. and clapped knew yeah. they've been slapped ain't <laughs> they that oh. is the best way to see what's happened to the nhs yeah. and the nurses mm.
0: but it's all gone privatizing. See, so you, so you beat in because i'm nephew here obviously is it nhs funded because I, I reckon it's a charity it's a charity it's a charity, oh, it a charity? Yeah, it's a charity. there you go there yeah. you go one reason, i kept mate. wanting Fundraiser? to ask i was like is it private or is it again but that makes a lot of sense that's just what i just said is mm-hmm. my grandma was told if you need an appointment monday four days later it's because you've got the money well, and, and if that's, will tell you that's
2: the the fundraising that needs to go on in that place is, is, is takes many an effort than running the yeah, hospital yeah. mate yeah mm-hmm. my sister works in the we spoke with this in, in -hmm. End of life palliative care, people are dying in their anomaly, and that is all about. 84% 84% of their funding came through public right. the the beds and yep. the medicine is, is supplied with the NHS yep. I, I everything just, else because the people
0: that will be working funding. there will be people that want to work there uh, nae, the people right. at the NHS right. are going in no, they, 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 getting their that minimum wage yeah. feeling appreciated, and they feel unappreciated
4: that's what I was saying as well there's people like beauticians, that will come right. and ask their, their treatments and engage massages and right. stuff or do nails or just something to make right. us feel a bit better right. and they're doing that
0: that's amazing
4: because that's they good. want to nobody's yeah. yeah. been paid for it right. well.
0: I mean, that in itself as proof because I mean I I kind of pay more interest to American politics and the way they run their country and they although the government has taken out the pest with the the price the charge for inhalers seven hundred and fifty dollars and inhaler should be about thirty forty dollars or it used to be and they do take the pest that way but they're getting better healthcare than we're getting because they're paying for it and that's it's yeah. just the way yeah the, way it yeah. Is. Yeah. the nhs was from it's, it's basically it's basically private planet, the know? way the way america is private you've got your your health cares and all that but it just i should be a the the underlying thing that people take away is it shouldn't be the case because we've now got the money yeah. there's a lesson comes through the last
2: two years here that we've lived in right mm-hmm. what maggie says there that see what the beauticians have came and done and the thing that you've done Paul? Mm-hmm. um the thing that's maybe going on here that you forget about yourself to make sure somebody else is alright they're doing it in the other end time nah. does that know this reinforce uh, your face in humanity Aye. well yeah. people do that in the, the uh, last two years when that's been took away been orchestrated and all took away mm-hmm. there's a lesson in that to see stay that if you Jack I'm alright mm-hmm. make sure that that old boy there Ben or whatever it is is alright mm-hmm. make sure that you're staying in a busy street pal. if people know about it or your friends it's Amazing that somebody's got their own life and their rain mental health issues like your power and still comes in to make sure that how much easier is it mate, if yeah. we just picked the phone up if we did go and see that other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not getting paid for it. But mm-hmm. we all need help, didn't yeah. we? At one point. And it's
0: uh, See, uh, Paul's gonna ask you a couple of times but we've kinda gone off, but what what do you do for, for enjoyment, for fun? Do you do maybe any mm-hmm.
4: Um mm-hmm. clean? <laughs> Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think over the last couple of days i have been trying <laughs> to phone you to just take like, up to get you having all right that we've got it 'cause we're, we were talking about like having structure to this episode, right? And before mm. right, we'll talk about it, we'll get some questions, I'll get to know you a wee bit more uh four like that. a answer. She's like, I was cleaning yeah. then, <laughs> but, but you're obviously cleaning. Then, well, I'll tell you one uh, thing, Maggie can get noon to my flash
2: <laughs> 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 bedroom,
1: you <we> can <laughs> eat <easy. watch laughs> <finish laughs> you want for like three days. No Kevin wouldn't you <laughs> like that, mate? But uh, <laughs> I,
4: I did do that. Um don't get me wrong um,
1: that's
2: a vent
4: and all but isn't it I think as well for the beats in, because what I'd started to do as well I started like to face masks. No, it's certainly so, so simple mm-hmm. but I came out my skin was great because of it uh, so I've kept that a wee bit but I don't really I don't get out or anything mm-hmm. um, I haven't been able to drive because obviously the medication that I was on mm-hmm. I'm not able to do that now but as I said because it didn't have an MOT while I was in the beats then, yep. they've told it away but I'm told me where it is
1: who's not told you
4: Whoever took it.
1: <laughs> so we need to find the postcode, don't we? Find the postcode and find it, with it, if we can.
4: Um. So, but that's what I'm saying. It's like because it wasn't MOT, but because it was parked out the, outside, like on the road. That's yeah. why they've clamped it and then took it a couple aye. of days after so that. This
2: is this all be one Being money pounds
1: somewhere, isn't it?
4: Well, aye. But aye, that's what, what I'm so saying. So, my, like, my independence. When we need to
2: contact, them, mate. You also need to put the case across. So. Why?
1: Yeah. Well, the story is obviously the story's there to tell, but. But they will mm-hmm.
2: ask, The unfortunate say this, they need to ask for proof that you were in hospital. Mm. You need to ask for proof about all these right, things. Yeah, yeah that's I've think. I've been doing that road, haven't I'm giving it. Yeah,
4: that's
2: fine. I'm we'll giving it, Paul. Can so, you drive? I actually drive,
4: that's why. That's what I'm saying. I was so, actually just got a lease in our right, car. Yeah,
2: but see if, but see if when you drive, you're driving to hospital, do you need to sit a couple of hours more to,
3: to not, be able to drive back out?
4: I've not actually drove in about a year now obviously because yeah. it took no well till obviously getting took off my morphine and stuff so I'm able to drive now Um, so that, that I'm looking forward to having that sort of independence back because I feel like that was totally took took away from me.
2: Yeah. Emotionally but an need to that I, I choose not to drive now probably because you explained to you about the, the periods of disassociation and I've missed the ATB and I asked tutorial that your body still remembers implant how to drive. Mm-hmm. It's like a pigeon coming home into it and all that stuff. I need to ask you with your VPD part how and 7 that's on your emotions how's your concentration are you a good driver or nobody for the DVLS listening or oh, do Paul doesn't do know what, know, what a, a traffic light or a roundabout, roundabout is do you know
4: what everybody <laughs> used to say to me that my driving was terrible I don't know what you're talking about like <laughs> I wouldn't notice but I'd be doing maybe a 70 on a 30 mm-hmm. and Mind the details. Should I say yeah. that? I <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I would be driving worry, over whatever the speed limit is anyway, right? But I wouldn't notice, and then see after I get diagnosed, and I realized that that was one of the symptoms. From then on, I had to put myself into the car and keep reminding myself watch your, the speed limit. Was that your concentration, Maggie,
2: or was that concentration? Because no
4: sometimes before, even before I was diagnosed, I would be at Aldi's one minute and then I'd be at home, and I thought I don't know how I can't remember that drive there.
1: Well, That's, you, you talk about well, that, don't you? So but you long but, conversations to have, if yeah. you can remember. I know what yeah. mean. You <laughs> spoke about the fact that you, you're now aware of it. You can actually grasp and say, right, okay, I need to slow down. Aye. I need to, can I drive at the... See the, or see,
2: see the thing, I need to stop myself with driving, Paul. Um, I, I don't need to because you were to stay with it. That, uh, it yeah, kills yeah. me because I can't... We only stay... I resume when my parents stay. And, and my East is a male feature. Yeah the logistics to get that is mm-hmm. clean trains and automobiles yeah yeah my mom and dad's 80 i'm on a short windy yeah. with him mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah sorry mom and dad do you know what i mean i'll make a steep fire for two years but mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's but i need to keep myself safe and i need to keep yeah. public members safe yeah. i have no good cognitive impairment to, to drive the new mm-hmm. and i wish i could but um it's an adjustment again and mm-hmm. it? it's it's the frustration it gets for you to be in the house yourself to get to the hospital and get back, it's so much easier for somebody to come pick you up or is there a is there a private ambulance on? Is there a service there that picks you up?
4: Well, that's another thing. Uh, the first time that happened when I was taken a few weeks ago, I actually phoned for an ambulance for myself and they wouldn't send me one out because they said that they were too busy and my life wasn't threatened i said right okay mm-hmm. um and i didn't have any money for a taxi at this point either and i wasn't going to wake somebody up at four in the morning and say can you take me to hospital because there's not many people i can i mean oh, yeah, my close pal mary she can't drive anyway so only right. her man that can drive and he's always like either night shift or something so no, we need looking. to work around about that so it's no easy see unless it's like in a like a booked uh, app at the beats a private ambulance will come and take me there and no, back. Uh, for you, was uh-huh. it? Right. Whereas getting to Wisher General, if, like because I felt in such a terrible way, I had to put up with another night until it was a lady that I'd met in the hospital before, an older lady who actually came and picked me up and took me there.
2: <sighs> so th- th- this is a, is a a reality for a massive amount of people. And you're in that much pain and you have no way to get there. Mm-hmm. You've no money in your pocket to get a taxi. That taxi pal fills your fridge for a couple of days, then backdid it. The oh, or switches your eating on. Oh, aye, you're Do you know or something. We're not jumping um, about in the fleece jackets you know, and everything.
4: But warm. I didn't know what happened as well while I was in the beats. And if you're in the hospital for a certain amount of time, all your money gets stopped. Because you've got a bed, you're getting fed. After 28 yeah. days or and something. Um, I'm like, I best have kids as well that people have. and they do. No, they, they, they stop your money. They
1: stop th- every. B- so they stop the money when you're in the basin? Yeah. After
2: after 28 days. No, no as just as the beach in my, Any is is hospital? Just, just anywhere. Hospital. It's anywhere if you're in for length of time. But nobody, I was only um, aware of this because somebody, it was a conversation It blew me off my feet. Mm-hmm. That They says I was in the hospital. and the, the ward where I was in that long, they says that my money was cut. And when they come out of the hospital, do you have to reconnect with that service again to
4: get Oh, I have to reapply Reapply, I was going to say that, so they
2: reapply. So that when <laughs> you've, when you've came through your treatment, no. when your body's in bits, your mental no. health's in bits, mm-hmm. you've no follow-up care, mm-hmm. you've no package mm-hmm. of care, you've no ability to tell you that information. No, and, and I you're, was... You're not in medication that's to date you and you've got to sit and deal with the housing or the Uh,
4: benefits so and then once like it wasn't until i got out of hospital into that house that i was sitting there and i hadn't been in that house before until i got out of the weekend Mm -hmm. and i had absolutely nothing i had nothing Mm -hmm. and i had to phone up um but don't get me wrong like some friends like mary would come and like maybe bring like food some fruit Uh or something for me to help me you know and then i was sleeping but then once I would come round, take t- sit, and go through all that, like to explain everything, over yeah. the phone to uh. reapply for money.
2: but you not get anybody through your mental like, health thing and stuff like that? Is there anybody there that is your like a caseworker or something that can put this?
4: Do you know what? There's a lady that would come and visit me in the beach and who used to be my social carer, who would help me like, because I wouldn't be able to go shopping or that before. I wouldn't leave the house. I was too terrified. I would take panic attacks. I would riddle anxiety. So she sort of helped me cope with that for a couple of years. And we stayed friends.
1: Yeah.
4: And she was coming to visit me in the beach. And she actually came out to that new house as well. But again, she would ask, like, tell me if you need it and just tell me. But, but I don't do it. i will not tell her. No, well, you I don't do don't do it. I don't, no, I you don't do Because it's you think to yourself, everybody's dealing with their own issues. Mm. So you don't want to put yours. But it's... it's
2: we spoke with this, didn't we? That, that you know your body so well, you know your mental health so well, but you've heard me saying that, I need to put my hand up, because I need a help, I need help, because I'm 50 year old, I've done this, I've stood me in two feet, i fought, I fought me in personal war for years and, years and years and years, and you're doing it, and you, you do need help, but with your own emotional stuff, everything you've told us that it's not even coming in Camry yet, with your own health with the cancer with everything else there and then back back to the house that information has to be that should be given to you prior to you going out uh, out the hospital I felt like
3: that, that
4: should have there should have been a care plan or something in
2: place a of care put in yeah. place for you with information somebody there also to deal with you to say right okay your housing we need to make sure you can't work your benefits are there this is there that's there these people do a great job but unless you ask for it or shout loud enough for it um
1: yeah, that's 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 one thing. So um, so like you've already connected with me, uh, Bob and, and Ian, right? Uh, there's there's already about three or four people that I know that's going to connect me right after this, and I'll give you the numbers and we'll we'll get talking because there's very similar cases to no similar cases to you, but similar situations of loneliness. But the people that can help us, so I'm going to connect you with these people as well. Uh, there's a girl called Susie that I'm going to connect you with as well. Uh, And it's not the Susie that we know. It's it's no Susie Bear, but there's there's another Susie. We're going to connect you with her as well, and we're just going to we're going to just start growing the numbers around you, if if that's all right with you. No, that's great. I really
4: appreciate
1: it. But so the day you wanted to come uh, to tell your story, right? Uh, And oh my God, you've told a story, right? Is there is there anything anything else that you want to tell people as an advice for other people that again? Know everybody's he- well your shoes, but what advice would you give to people that you've that obviously the experience that you've gained?
2: See the here now, Maggie, where you're sitting at the now, Paul. everything had it all up, the the news you've been given. Let's see where your cancer, right? That what this is is an inevitability. Your emotions and everything, Paul. Let people know about this, Paul. If you've got the strength to stand this, you let people know what. What do you want to say? daily
3: in your
4: mind, what do you want, to message you want to put to people. Um. Sounds like such a cliche, but I think everybody's too scared to ask for help when they need it, especially with men, Um, because my ex, he had a hard time coping and he coped with alcohol and ended up with multiple organ failure, but I didn't know he was feeling the way he was feeling. Um, And he was putting antidepressants and stuff as well. But also, look on the medical side of things. I think last season need to keep up to date on the smears. It's not like I did, any, because I did.
2: Thanks that, Paul. You
4: just need to keep at yeah. them. I mean, I kind of get past the receptionist, like the doctors, and she'll sit and say, What's your symptoms or something? I'm not telling you, you're no doctor. <laughs> that's about yeah. the bit way they speak to you. Yeah. And see, as soon as you phone, one minute past eight, you're calling number 30. And even get on over the phone appointments and all the all, all the appointments are done. But
2: that's to that's build your short fuse up, isn't it?
4: It does, it pisses me off because so many people are
2: the mere minutes so that anger starts going. How many times have you just pressed that button?
4: But they let my mum down as well, which was six years ago this month. And COVID was not about then. What like, was that?
2: What me?
4: She was at the doctor's for over two weeks straight kept at him doing this see here. Seen her, tell her it was a viral. Kept leaving her antibiotics and stuff, That she was allergic to so then she was having to wait again. Um she was at the outdoors on the Friday night. She told him I feel like I'm dying. She's coughing up brown stuff. And he's like, no, it's a viral. She was sent home with antibiotics so start of the Saturday morning she was away. She had died with pneumonia.
1: This is so these are these are things that are totally avoidable. And, and they just they just didn't listen to her. Didn't You just misdiagnosed her?
4: And and So they
1: gave her... They actually gave her uh, medicines that she was allergic to?
4: They had left them at the reception and she was allergic to them. So she would say, I can't take them. So then she would have to wait a couple of days again for the the doctor to write off a script. Do you know what I mean? Um, That was... um, Then I was scary. I mean, he just couldn't be any more less interested in her than he was just wanting her out. And it was... When she said, I feel like I'm dying... So I'm looking at this doctor and this doctor's saying it's a viral and I'm going, you're such an exaggerator. I'm like, yeah. why? Like I'm looking at my mum and like agreeing with this doctor, going with what that doctor's saying, and then saying the next time, my mum was away. Oh, <sighs> damn.
2: Mm-hmm. See anybody that goes in there in, in a vulnerable state, that nah, you're putting yourself in you're completely handing yourself over. Mm-hmm.
4: You're putting your trust in these doctors. I mean, I did I wasn't listening to my own mum. I'm saying, such a drama queen, and that's a viral, and it was not She knew how her body was feeling. She <sighs> said that at night, she just said, I feel like I'm dying. Mm-hmm.
2: There's a lot of people going to... There is a weird feeling in the room you're feeling in here, the, the anger that comes in here. This, this personally, I've seen this this is going to two friends of I mine mean, it's GPs. wanting to see this. There's two friends of I mine mean that works in the beatsin, <clears throat> two different departments of Beeson. And I know they're the nurses that treat you, they're the super nurses that you, they want to show their seniors, yep. and they're following I said, to my sister that works in the, the health of care, and I know how these people are going, I, I know how you are going to react when you hear this, do you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. it gets that back up. Yeah. When is this going to be, mate, when, when is this going to be listened to, do you know what I mean? Because this, this is no, let cancer, you know how this is affecting, but you know what I mean. This is destroying you, isn't it? Mm. the The emotional side. everything is destroying you on this. Well,
4: I had heard about cancer and stuff, right? You know, it's a really, really terrible thing. But seeing how you actually go through it or somebody else, it, you don't realize just how horrible it is, Impact. and I, it takes, it drains the life right out of you. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. does. I mean, I I looked nothing like myself when I was first looking into the beach, and, and see when I look back in pictures now, I just think I look drastic, and. They didn't actually think I was going to make it through my treatment. Mm-hmm. So see, even just finishing my treatment, the nurses and the doctors all came down with me um, and let me ring the bell just for finishing the treatment. And they were all crying and everything oh, because I tired. walked in there not able to walk. But yes. I was able to walk down and ring that bell. Oh,
1: no, I know, I've seen it. i seen well, the videos. see, if you,
2: you start of that GP, do you get in to? Do you get in the treatment? Do you get through? to you get in left in hospital? Uh, the ward and the beaching, three days, three The GP came and dealt with your coil for all that stuff. If that treatment had all went the way we hopefully should have went, mm-hmm. um, and the way it should go, yeah. Because the, all that's put in place mm-hmm. to the stage for the, into the beats and the in for the care that you've got. Let's see, you've got that care straight across the board for all the nurses. On that, even still getting to the the. The diagnosis you read your cancers, that would how would you feel different on that through all that being all put in place? The care package after coming out to the hospital to your home, do yeah. you find that that obviously it would have made a difference? you you speaking for that, how much would that have taken an impact and you helped you in that? Looking at myself now, I think I've done really well for
4: myself. Darling, do you know what I mean? I mean, on. magic man. Feel mm-hmm. like I've really I think healed. You call magic <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've really healed myself a lot. Um, I don't think I would change it after, like after it. I'm not saying it like I've no struggles, but I think I had to do things my own way. Um, because it's hard, especially with anxiety and stuff. So you have a stranger come into your house and you don't. I mean, it takes me a while sometimes to open up to people when it's to do with my own health. Mm-hmm. But I see if it's me dealing with something, I'm right in there. But for me. I can go anxious, I can stutter, I can... You've
2: a motor 10 minutes and my wallet disappeared. <laughs> the cameras.
4: So, <laughs> uh, so I think, I really changed that part of it because I do a lot of like, meditation and stuff and I feel like that helps a lot. Um, there's also a thing that I've done, um, there's a lady that volunteers in hospital, it's called Wellbeing. Now it sounds so, like such a simple thing. She'll tell you like to close your eyes and tell you where to imagine yourself and all that i walked out that that um therapy group thinking that i took a diazepam that's what we had felt mm-hmm. so it's not always medicine that we need to turn to you no. no. do you know what i mean yeah. um there's so many things that we can do that see can do yourself
2: see the connection that paul's talking about you get for, for this if you for having an understanding you talk about human emotion how it affects us oh, this the connection i've made with you this morning all well, right, this has only started for us, Paul. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't no medicine that gives you that into Paul. There's no any substance that you'll take, there's no any alcohol, there's no outside buzz or anything at all. You'll do your behavior and end your adrenaline fix yeah. that can give you close to what human compassion and love can give mm-hmm. for that. This, there's a I'm speaking in your behalf here, Paul. There's a there's a a lesson to every single person that's probably like, oh, started greeting mind, the first person to greet one. There's a lesson that needs to be listened to every healthcare professional, GP, doctor, nurses, everybody that's maybe getting the thumbscrew turned and the pressure put on them, isn't it? Yeah. That Maggie here, we magic Maggie here, has just testified for the last hour or so how the human spirit and resilience and adversity, and deal with all this yourself though. Um, well, let's keep credit to people People, say, oh, you've done this all your sailing. For a young age, you've been through it and through it and through it, pal. Um, how you're still here, darling, we know about this, we talk about the, the, the suicide stuff. How you're still here, darling, uh, my hat comes after you, and I've tried it. That you have no ideas for now on the impact mm. that you're going to have on people. And see if folk don't listen to this and shame on you don't listen to your story because you've
1: only scraped a barrel here yeah there's a lot more coming here you you thanked it. you thanked me but we both picked you up and Ian was getting ear here you thanked us this is a massive privilege for us for what man you for what think you're doing
2: us, man. sitting next to you is, is honest is to goodness the biggest thank you man i ever mm-hmm. be graced to be in your presence pal i'm going to put an appeal out here mm-hmm. and it's just coming at me you spoke about it earlier. How much blood did you have to get every day?
4: A lot. Um, the thing with my blood as well, I'm Rh negative, so I can Monkey donate blood. to anybody. I can donate to anybody.
2: Right. Or... So I'm asking people to put an appeal out here mm-hmm. that to get your sleeves up, people, and mm-hmm. let's let's deal with this because we're dealing with you in the forefront here. We're dealing with you yeah. sitting beside us now. Mm-hmm.
1: That... Well, that's the thing. But you are right. So, if there's anybody that's watching, that can that can help us please. reach out and please, one hundred percent, help us let's get connections let's see if we can again i keep talking about colliding and c- collaborating let's get together, man so contact us mm-hmm. uh, you know where, mm-hmm. you, where you'll get me uh, if it's on a a comment via facebook or or TikTok or youtube whatever mm-hmm. twitter whatever you've got an inclination going anybody
2: anybody through stuff like this you, say, oh, yeah. you think you can make a difference to pick the phone up or chat the mm-hmm. door and saying can i go into your messages power or anything at all
4: I'll say one thing about my mental health, though. See, for such a young age as well, see all the times that I felt or had been suicidal. See the day they told me that I had stage three cancer. I was desperate to live.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Do you know what I mean?
2: You you so can't. I know you need that. Yeah. Hey, hey, beat that. Uh, hey. I, I told was... you that earlier, darling. You're not know, dying. You. You. Mm-hmm. You. you. You, I my, See if there's anybody that can prove they're living it super. You, mm-hmm. you have, you have, and you have lived. I'm telling you, man, you're on fire. Mm-hmm. You're on sort fire. Of, I'm sort of
0: saying about my granddad, the, the mindset thing, and I know that's new for everybody. But, but there's other things as well. And what I could offer, I I could definitely send you and talk to you about things that I can. It's kind of my line of expertise, yeah. and it's new for YouTube. I know this episode yep. is going to. On YouTube, so we'll we'll save up for after the show, but there's things that I could help you with. Um, so we'll talk. if you Thanks and, uh, so much. You are a
2: beyond a living example, darling. You what resilience is, isn't it? What adversity is a tiny pal, mm. but you've got a bigger you stand taller than that. A uh, statue of liberty pal, you mm. do eh? because your personality is bigger than that. It is your strength, your willpower. Your drive and we've not even covered anything on camera to what you do. You, you had the bravery to divulge to just pull yeah. and i this morning Paul. Mm-hmm. that's your story to tell if you think after this you feel that you need to let that go um mm-hmm. pulling oh, nice there's aye. a million episodes for you paul
1: so he you, you said that you're quite happy to come on and help us didn't you oh, and do and do so the, the way i see it this is like we revolve seats and it, there's no one co-host We've just in a different angle, we're seeing things in a different light, but we become uh, emerged immersed in you'll next you'll be the next person to interview somebody else or talk to somebody else and you, you said that like, you were you're way up for that. So oh, I'm just so definitely. glad so, yeah.
2: how do you feel Maggie for you when you first walked in here with your nerves, pal <laughs> and and checked yourself you in the bathroom. <laughs> sorry for swearing <laughs> again, that my nerves. How do you feel that has been from then do to you now? And all you've spoken about, Paul, is things that people have no even get the strength to talk about. One thing, paul about even losing a partner. Mm. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Anything mm. at all, not even anywhere near what you've, you've spoken about. Mm-hmm. How do you now feel to, compared to when you walked in the door in here?
4: I think um a lot of my nerves were building up, especially for last night, because I couldn't get to sleep last night. Could you? Uh, <laughs> no, well, that... you
1: did you? No. Remember, you said, like, four, four days later on, and it was like two or three in the morning, you so I'll be up. And You were the same because on night shift, I said, we'll phone, we'll get, we'll try and get a, a freeway call, we'll talk about it. But see, but then were, I, I,
4: could, I was awake, yeah,
1: awake but I was
4: too nervous. Mm-hmm. I ah, was I get just trying, so I need to try and build myself up, but yeah. it's much more relaxing and it's just easy to talk because it's mm-hmm. no like I'm making anything up, it's yep. just talking, it's just people talking, yep. it's real it life. Top. Aye, right. it's real life. People are going through people are going through all different things like in their life like because i remember when in hospital people turn and say to me oh god i feel really selfish for feeling the way i do because of what you're going through no that's not the case everybody has their own story everybody goes through their own emotions everybody's going through their own trauma it doesn't make md more worse off than anybody else do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but i just find that what i do here a lot is what you said is like you don't know how i'm still standing Oh, see, it's, it's been my kids. Um, You've arrived, fortunately. Aye. You're, mm-hmm.
2: you're a fighter, but am You're You don't. sometimes you don't see it somebody tells you, Paul. No. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lesson for people in the house that think, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? I can't deal with head cold, do mm-hmm. Come on, What mm-hmm. care, man? No, no. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? That, this isn't scripted, Paul. There's we're no actors and actresses in here. Mm-hmm. You've had the bravery to, to overcome everything the last couple of days, even for the intervention for Paul. Yeah. To get to in this morning, I could sense how... And I, I asked Paul, because come, come me up, mate. Desperate to meet you, pal. I was desperate. The first thing I wanted to do was just throw my arms on you. No. I, I, do you know what I mean? Just to tell you you're no on your here, pal. You're, no. you're no. I no. think
4: that's what a lot of people don't still. You're you no on your own, pal. Um, because there's still, as I say, this stigma about, like, if you feel like you need to check yourself into Ward 1. No, It's no... I mean, one of my friends brought my other friend, but he didn't know what ward he was coming to until he got there. And he's looking at the other friend, he's going, why the fuck are we here? <laughs> right? So, see when he walked in, I could tell he looked scared, right? Of course I And he's like, why are you in here? And I'm like, I'm fine, I just needed a break. He went, you're obviously no fine if you're in here. Aye. And I was like, see, this is the stigma. I was like, we're all just normal people. People don't know that's a psychiatric ward. Like,
2: how you find anything you've been in there, Paul, how you? I've found it, it sounds crazy. It's been a humbling experience to me. Oh, Because aye. I've had answers, no for anybody else. I've had answers for you and that yeah. other guy and yeah. you and you mm-hmm. ourselves.
4: See, that's what I would do as well. See all well, the patients in there. They would tell me how they were feeling you know, and all that. And I would say to them, You've got to get diagnosed with this, you've got to be put on this medication. And then she would go and see the psychiatrist that day. And, They'd be like, you're right. I've been diagnosed with this. I've been, mm. this is the medication. I'm like, I'm as well. as just staying their job for them,
2: honestly. You no, know, But um, you've got to remember, like I had today, idiot. that some people say, "Bobby you need to stop that, mate. You're in here because you're no well. But you, you can't, you can't
1: help it, can you know?
4: Do you know what I love today as well? Because I play pool, right? So, and, nobody would beat me, by the way. Well, yes, you, <laughs> you say that. I'm actually, I can, I
1: can
4: no, put a black down again. No, i <laughs> They <laughs> used to meet me and there was a one, one guy called Eddie who would not speak to him. I mean he was sent to his room quite a lot under 24 observation because he would fling things with anger and I used to hear him talking to himself and mumbling but like trying to hold it in. So I noticed that he liked to play pool so we started playing pool together and I was the only person he would speak to. So I said to him, what's wrong with you? He says, well I phoned my doctor and he, t- he said, I told the doctor there's voices coming out of my mouth says okay Jenkins maybe Tourette's and he went what's Tourette's Mm -hmm. I mean this man um, he's barred for every pub in North (laughs) Lanternshire now Mm -hmm. um I had says to him that the pub I worked at I was like I'll unbar you for there um if I'm ever if I ever go back to work there um but he just had a lot of anger, but do you know what it was? They kept telling them they would be allowed to go for a cigarette and then the nurses would change and then they wouldn't get it. So every time we'd say, I'm going to smash that <sighs> to Ellie. It's frustration, and... it's a vent, mm-hmm. isn't it? And mm-hmm.
2: it's true. It's you sat down for 10 minutes, but you're like a, I say this, you're like a mental health magnet. You can identify what's wrong with him. I
4: can. Because mm.
2: sometimes they're going about their duties, the nurses, and they don't see it. But you've got the nurses that can pick up my life, pal. Because mm-hmm. you know in there for a fact, it's like living under 24 hours CCTV and they miss nothing mm-hmm. about you. To the end, you come mm-hmm. in and say, you done this you done that. You're like, no, I didn't. Yeah, no, you did. You mm-hmm. said this and you said that. But they're there to pick up, which is a good thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I've done what you've done. You have de-escalated situations. I've picked up on things.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But, and it's only understanding you've got there because you are living that experience, pal. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't need to do that. But, it does not turn make you feel better, doesn't it?
4: Oh, it
2: definitely does. It does. It sometimes takes you away for yourself because you don't know, you don't realise how long you are, you don't realise how unwell you are mm-hmm. until you see other people and then you automatically do that, I kind of leave you behind, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No. It's that, I kind of leave on behind mentality, isn't it? No. Do you know how that feels? How did that guy Ben feel in the hospital? Is it Benny's name? Benny,
3: I aye. Mean, Benny's
2: been trying to run for the polls for five years and she's just dubbed him in by me. Like, <laughs> sorry, Benny.
4: It's not that. I mean, he he asked me, he, he'll say, like, when we leave here, he's like, you do the cutting and I'll do the cleaning, he'd say, oh, or the opposite. And see, the day that I was leaving, he didn't believe me the full day. And I'm like, oh, Benny, I'm like, like I was trying to prepare him for it. And mm-hmm. then see, when he realised that I was leaving, he burst at greeting and but you're my number one, you know, pal.
2: they got it you know
4: Aye. Aye. It did. It actually made me know why to leave. Aye. Like, I didn't did, know why to leave been
2: there. A stage you thought you were letting him down, weren't you?
4: Aye, I did. So that's how, same when I went back. Um, Obviously, when I went, he was back in for a couple of weeks with my bladder, he couldn't believe that I'd showed up. But mm-hmm. he's been told that he's getting his own house when he leaves there. He's no. He's getting put into a care home. And oh, that nice. breaks my heart.
1: Mm. I'm I'm like, like, yeah, just, if that's know,
2: but the but case just... We just really hope that the right staff's in it for him and, he and he's not right even that old it's mm-hmm.
4: like it's because he was put in there because younger ones were getting in knowing medication and all that he was getting going in stealing his medication and stuff and I think that none of his family were really willing to take him in because he has a lot of work but I don't mind that I kept my mind occupied yeah. as well mm-hmm. I think you, you need to well for me I had to be kept occupied
2: Mm-hmm. there's a, a self-religious through ignorance isn't it? Mm-hmm. that i think see these professions we're talking about the surgeons and all these people right as I wonder what happens and we know the answer to this, didn't it when it lands an airplane mm-hmm. didn't it oh. when you've got the power let's say to do surgery to you treatment to, to override the budget and stuff like that isn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah that is no the case Um. Mm-hmm. You're a human being on this planet. You're the only species on this planet, by the way, needs to pite stay here. dog. Uh, I know. Anyway, that's,
0: that's, I get I need to put this and all it,
2: It's mate, do you know what it's like? It's like I get told this last night, I get told this morning to text to mention this. Um this wee philosopher, didn't we? It seemed the clocks went back in October. We went back to nineteen thirty nine, didn't we? Think about all it, We right.
4: haven't we I don't know what that is. No,
2: but it seemed the clocks go back, Bill. To we back to, back to pre war stages that we went back the way and mm-hmm. steady progressively went forward. Uh, yeah, the progression in medicine for them to know, mm-hmm. progression in therapy for them to know, and everything in life they're taking away your right you now to live. Mm-hmm. You?
0: Yeah.
2: And it, it's Standard, getting to that it's... stage, yet you're still fighting. You're still new here, mm-hmm. a tiny wee dot, a wee tiny yeah, fish yeah. in that giant ocean, fighting that battle across the board mm-hmm. here. And we're still trying to put a message out,
1: yeah. Nice. I think, let's let's, let's conclude uh, again, just a massive massive thanks for coming out in the, the green room today for Green Sunrise uh, you are Green Sunrise man, <laughs> that, that's exactly what you are, you're, you're showing is how courage, uh, how courageous you are, sorry, how beautiful you are as a person, i showed your care inside, what do you want to happen from now, I don't know it's a hard question, but what, what do you want to do what, what do you need for it to happen
2: once you start the cleaning business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
4: just why I live. I
3: know.
4: I'm just desperate to live.
2: But don't stop. I'm a No, I'm not. Don't you, don't stop. You don't gain That's right, mm. pal. Because nobody's wrote, I've no wrote you, nobody's wrote you. off. You get told something, but you've no been written off, Paul.
3: Mm.
1: You have no, Paul. You understand that you can phone us, contact us. This,
2: this podcast is going out as... Magic Maggie. Magic. Uh, no, I everybody, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, Magic is Maggie. Be, be. is
4: going to call you we Magic Maggie. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel really grateful, honestly, that you've contacted me. Listen, no, i, mean,
2: I it's, that... we, you don't need to feel grateful. You have no idea. Yeah. And the people that's yeah. listening in here, that's felt everything for you today, and hopefully the healthcare professionals and so on, and all these people that have put the negative back across to some of these people that really are good at their jobs, take us on board. Mm-hmm. and Can hopefully bring it to somebody else's attention. Yeah, can yeah. probably write an email or say, Look, let's, you know, some go and watch that and tell me how you feel. Go and watch that for the next two and a half and then tell me how you feel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's no scripted internet, pal. No, none of not. this has been you kind of mm-hmm. again the breakdown, you right, we'll talk about this and talk about that. And it's just all come out and the message in here. Wow, you've nearly had me greeting. I'll tell you, Paul. That's uh we spoke with it earlier Elena to get that emotion up. Has been
1: dormant in is not it,
3: it right. So,
1: you, uh, you're gonna come for some with us Before we take you up bro you better get a wee drink, wee coffee or something like that before we take you home. You alright with that? Aye, that's we'll, fine. We'll, we'll, Aye. I'll take you home, and uh and you know to pick up the phone if you want to talk. And we're gonna we're gonna contact you anyway. We'll contact. We see you. that we, we spoke about it. Didn't we spoke
2: about this before? Can you can you identify with that? that resonate with you? It's easier said than done it? to pick yeah. the phone up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. People say, oh, just pick the phone up. Um, but sometimes it does take us, it does take, if we don't hear for you two or three days, Aye. we'll bit your don'ts, did you pick the phone up?
4: I need to give myself like a pep talk. Like, yeah. You,
2: yeah, do you do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do you...
4: But, I you did, but you did that
1: go away and all, you? Know?
2: Didn't mm-hmm. you? So you spoke about it, you Aye. shut the no, we, we.
1: And... We spoke, we, me and you spoke about it before we came in. We, you, we wanted structure. We wanted like questions that we knew we were going to ask you. I think half the questions I've got in my pocket were, weren't even asked. Hello. Do you know what I mean? So we just said, Do you know what? Let's just breathe. Let's just go. Go with the flow. Just timing is perfect. Yeah, any of
2: these here wouldn't be able to identify with picking up nothing if it wasn't coming out as clear as you've, you've put it across. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't even yeah. as blunt and honest as you've been. And I know, Paul, this, this what I spoke about, with Paul opened up with, you know, this is going to drain you. But I hope this took a to an extent, took a massive burden off your shoulders that mm-hmm. you've actually the strength you've had to speak about this, pal. Mm-hmm. The day uh, when no, you spoke about so your ex partner, that the biggest problem with males and the biggest problem with male suicide is they can't speak.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You should be able to, you, no, we right, should your you, pal? Definitely, able, I
4: think they
2: need to feel that like they're the strong ones. Male or female, no. it Doesn't matter. Even for kids that you dealt with for that at that age, that trauma started for you. Right, we should be able to speak up. And it should be somebody there to listen to you, shouldn't it? Mm. Well, be it adult or well be it professional adult, whoever it is, because you're not seeing it for no reason.
4: No,
0: mm-hmm. that was uh, I liked when you said that about the male thing. I've I've talked a lot about that on my podcast, but today is the first time I've met you, first time I've spoke to you, and I'm kind of when I when I do my own shows, I kind of like that when I I meet somebody for the first time face to face on the screen because it's raw and and although I'm the that's my thing i'm not very emotional like and i got like but your stories like heart and and it wouldn't just be us in the room today people will listen yeah and i'm sure there'll be plenty of people contacting yeah. you uh but it's sad that this is what has got to come to that we and and it's a are doing such good work but it's sad that it's got to be us you know the government that yeah. we've, we've harped on a, a lot about it and, and i don't want that to be the underlying tone because this is yeah. bigger than that but we're all getting together what paul's doing and we've got good visions for the podcast and getting numbers out and getting a community yeah. built. and to me that's if there's a chance that's where the chance oh, is because as a- you can test them five it's not coming for elsewhere it's a sad state. So yeah, so
1: that's yeah. okay. So we'll we we'll finish that today. Thank you again, Maggie. Magic Maggie. His yeah. Bob has christened you with that. We magic Maggie. We magic Maggie. Thank yeah. you so much. For coming on, darling. Yeah, cheers. No, and this isn't well. na- this isn't the this is, na- this is, na- this is na- the last one. This will be just the first of many. Again, uh, we're going to build a community of people, and you're going to help us build that and help other people mm-hmm. as well as help yourself. So thank you so much, darling. Thank, thank you. Guys, thank you very much. for thank you. Thank you very much for. Uh, watching this episode, please subscribe. Uh, and if if you got anything to say, you want to contact us, let's yeah, talk. Let's collaborate. Let's help each other. Uh today Maggie Magic Maggie has been Green Sunrise. Thank you so much, darling. No thanks. Uh, so cool. To keep Dan with Dean
2: here is you've got a a,
1: a forum to yeah.
2: keep spreading the message yeah. to the masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So. Let's get it shared. So please share this as well with your friends and family. Was anything? If if any, of this has affected you. And you just want to talk about it, please contact us. Uh you know where to get comment, wherever. us. Comment, whatever. Send
2: this to as many people, each person yeah. that hears us mm-hmm. individually. Send us to as much people as you possibly can.
3: Yeah.
2: It'll put a light on it somebody. Yeah. It'll save somebody's life. Yeah. It'll take somebody out a a dark, dark place. Yeah. It'll make somebody it is in a position, a professional position. Sometimes say no, I'm not taking any merit. Yep. No. I am yep. not taking any more. this oh, is no what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. This is not what I trained up for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if one of them did and then there's so many other people that report mm-hmm. somebody's mm-hmm. got to take yeah. a stand. Because if they all decide it, well, if your GPs are decided mm-hmm. to come out, and your surgeons are decided to come right. out, your like psycho, psychiatrists, no people in the beats so I'm gonna strike for a month. Mm-hmm. What well, happens then, pal? Do you know
1: what I mean? Right. Yeah, I know. So so uh, thank you both for that again. But Bob, uh, Bob, you've been very instrumental in helping uh, you feel relaxed uh and again thank you so much mate you're an absolute star and thank you uh, a brother of mine as well thank you so much mate for this I, I uh, like, but like thank it. you more so to you maggie oh, gosh, thanks
4: it. very much everyone. Yeah. no
1: oh, well, uh, we've we've seen uh, i mean i
2: didn't think you were nervous paul when you come in i just think it was unknown you thought right uh, yeah. i don't think you've faltered all the way through this this no. talk Paul. your voice well. No, no, you you've shown emotion no. raw emotion so what you have spoke about, Paul, and held it together has been phenomenal. Yeah. But I know for a fact you, you've touched me, you've touched my heart, you've touched emotions in me. It's been stone cold, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um The boys in here, the big man, I can see yeah. it. And I think every individual in here, if, if Maggie is what we spoke about in the other day, he hasn't he touched any he's a stone cold right mm-hmm.
1: but Well that won't be the case, definitely. That's so thank you very much guys. Thanks uh, until, so much. And until next time, have an have an awesome day. Have yeah, a find yeah. your green sunrise and uh, love you to bits. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you.